This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Chuck D'Amico brought something up the other day, and he wanted us to, to pose this question to the listening audience. Uh, he was at a restaurant bar, and at the bar, he had noticed uh, that someone had taken two... Uh, chairs or stools, I guess you will, ones that had high backs on them for for sitting at a bar, yeah, and that they had leaned them up against the bar, essentially saving their space at the bar because they had stepped out to smoke. Yeah. And so I had never seen this before, and he he showed me the picture, and I'm like, well, first of all, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. You can't do that. When we were at Jack Frost this past weekend in the E2000 Lounge, uh, as we were leaving. As the bar started filling up, when we were leaving to go out to the Cardboard Classic, the bar starts filling up. I saw two chairs against the table leaned up like that. So they lean they lean it forward to where the backrest is now leaning up against the table. And essentially, I guess this is saying that the, that the space is saved. I don't buy that at all. Well, okay, but what if they had been there and then were just going to the bathroom and realized that the bar was about to get there jammed were, and were, somebody's going to take their seat? There were two seats. You stay here. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And when I get back, you go. Okay. Or you ask the people who are sitting next to you, can you watch our seats? Yeah. We're going to the bathroom. We're going to, we'll come right back. But you can't just walk away. Or going out to smoke, bathroom even gets a little bit of latitude. But going out to smoke, no, 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 no. Or leave your coat on it. I mean, it's cold. You could do that. Or, or piss in your pants. Or if you're a smoker, leave a pack of cigarettes on the seat and, and step out you know, with just your cigarette yeah. You lighter. definitely don't want to leave your drink. No, you don't want to do that. I, I can understand that. How but, am I going to roofie it? But is this is this new? I, or is it? Have you guys ever have you seen this before? Is this? Uh, I would I would pull that recently? seat back and sit in it. I well, would. That's yeah. That's exactly what I would do. I, I would. I, I would I just. Think, I know. Why wouldn't you assume that the the, the bar? I, I I wouldn't get that message. I just tip the seat back over and take a seat. I and mean, we forever would. Yeah, somebody would get up, go smoke, or use the bathroom, or whatever, and then you'd switch. You'd, yeah. yeah, somebody, somebody needs to be point. there. Or, but but what happens if you pull the seat back and you just sit down and you go about your business? They're going to say, "Well, you saw the seat was leaned up that way. I was, I that was my space." So you would respond to them with, "I would say, well, I was here last Thursday and I put it standing up the right way to let you know that I was coming back today to get it." Okay, <laughs> curious, Marissa. I, listen, I, I have. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Marissa. Well, I'm just going to say I don't love it, but I like it better than people who put their drinks with the coaster on top because that makes me nervous. So it makes you nervous. I, I just don't like people leaving their drinks. It makes me very nervous at a bar if somebody leaves their drink unattended. So there was an older way, I guess, before the bar stool thing, where people would put their drink down and put a coaster on top and say, "This is my seat. I'm not leaving." I, listen, and you they can would save it with that. You can find something else. You, I, you can, I agree. You can find something if you're going outside. You, I guess you can't take your drink outside, maybe, and you have but to leave it somewhere, or you finish your drink and then you go have your cigarette, or you just go. You know, listen, if well, if if there's two of you. And listen, I'm a former smoker, and sometimes I'm a current smoker. But, um, (laughs) I mean, I guess, you know, if if there's two of you, one person, go out and have your cigarette. I'll I'll, I'll stay here. I I think, especially in a case like the the, the E2000 lounge. Mm -hmm. Where it's like uh, jam-packed. I don't, I don't, I think it's, uh, you going to the bathroom, ask the people around you. Or if you're with someone, ask them to wait. And you, as you said, Preston, go in shifts. Also, but I, I think it's a little obnoxious. Well, I now own this chair in this position. If you're sitting there, you do. 
But if you're not, it's up for grabs. Now, people are such a-holes, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that just for the simple fact that, like, you know, I may come back. If I do that with my with my bar stools, I may come back to some sort of an altercation. You know what I mean? Like, so just just for that very reason, even though, like, yeah, these are my seats. I'm just going out and, and grabbing a smoke or I'm going to the bathroom or, or whatever it is. Uh, just for that very reason, I might come back to somebody who doesn't agree with my methodology. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do it that way. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm going to go to these calls here in just a second. On, on a similar topic, um, one, of, one of the most pissed off I've ever been, I was so mad. We were in Mexico. We were doing oh, at Tulum? Yeah, we went to Tulum this okay. is the, 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 with the show. All right. And I was, I was reading The Da Vinci Code. I was really into the book. Privileged. And I wanted to go down to the beach and read. It was morning, mind you. Okay, so I went down in the morning. Oh, right. It was after we were done with our show or whatever. And there were, uh, there's, there's great... Uh, um, lounge chairs out there with, uh, you know, padding on them. So they're really comfortable. And I go down there, and I, I found a great spot in the shade where I could sit and read. So I sat down, and there were towels on there. They were resort towels. And I just thought, oh, cool, they have, uh, you give me towels down here. Yeah, this right. is great. Lay them out so on the- so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm reading, and I'm there for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, a good stretch. And this old couple comes up, and they said, you're sitting in our in our seats. And I'm like... I've been here for 45 minutes. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Says, we put these towels here to save the seats. And I'm like, I, I don't, the, the entire beach is open. Uh, this is where I'm sitting. These are just resort towels. Uh-huh. And I've been here for 45 minutes. Yeah. I think their plan was to set them there. And, and you know, and oh, therefore the day. it has claimed it for the day. Yeah. No. And so I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. leaving. Yeah. And I was adamant about it. And thanks, you didn't thanks leave? for the towel. And I didn't Amen. leave. And so I'm there for like another 15 minutes or so, and their daughter comes out, and she's raising holy hell about it. Wait, and there were other seats available? The whole beach. <laughs> the entire beach. And it wasn't their towels. They were resort towels. It was the morning. Listen, had it been you sat down in, in five minutes, ten minutes they came over? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have yeah. gone, but oh, you're almost an hour. But yeah. they went. They had breakfast. Yeah, they have yeah. saved their spots. They no. went back to their room. They've changed. They've done all this stuff. And I was like, uh, finally, I was just like, you know what? And I think I said F you. And I got up and I left. And what I should have done is I should have taken a piss right on that thing. Because <laughs> I was wearing my bathing suit. And I went, no, I should have done that. Oh, peed your pants. Yeah, I don't care. I was just here. You want to sit here? <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. And just piss right there. There, I just leave. left you an empanada. That's I still, how those resorts are, though. I still though, hate that woman. Oh, my just a, God. They get I hate so that packed. couple. Yeah. That's why. I know, but you can't. This no. whole saving my area, I just, I'm there's not a, down with it at there's all. other ways that you can save it. Put your cha- your hat on the chair or whatever. You know, some sort of indication that, that Even there still, was. Even still, the, the audacity. move. If you're going for, for five minutes, if you're going up to the bathroom and you're coming back, mm-hmm. or, you're, or you're going up to your room, okay, but... but you're you're claiming it for the entire day? Yeah. No. But I mean, it, it, this kind of is with like the, the bar, right? Like, you know, suppose. All right, I'm going to go out and have a cigarette real quick. Let me leave my drink at the bar. Now, are you the a hole for leaving your drink at the bar, or is somebody an a hole for taking your drink and moving it and sitting in? Here's the seat? what you do: take your take the chair outside with you. Yeah. <laughs> somebody moving your drink is the a hole. A lot of people are saying, especially if you give it just five minutes or whatever, five yeah. ten minutes. That this is legit in resorts and and uh, cruise ships. What is that? This practice of, of putting, putting the a towel. resort towel there yeah. And, yeah. And, then and then waiting leaving. two hours and coming back. Well, yeah. it's, it's legit because people are a holes, and it's no. like if, no, if, listen, if, if, if you, hang on, if you can't beat them, join them. 
I wouldn't normally do this, but dude, this is the way everybody's doing it, so I guess this is the way I gotta yeah, do but it. But I think what they're saying is that's how that's what's done at resorts and cruise ships because they do get packed. If you're you're up early, you're gonna snag a seat, and that's what that's what people do. Okay. They go to get up breakfast early and actually and, use that seat. and actually but use that's it. That's what they do. That's yeah. what, uh, but it's it's not. I'm I'm wholeheartedly like when you're there, here, and I agree with you, bro. If you're there and you're using it, yes. Yeah. If you go away for five ten minutes, yes. But if you're going to go down, wake up at four thirty or five, go down and put a blank your your towel on a chair, go back to your room, sleep another two hours, go have breakfast, yes. go to the gym, and then come back out and expect that you're taking up space of what I right. paid for. Right. Somebody yeah, actively looking to use the beach, you can go after yourself. Yeah. No. Listen, it, it's. I was at a movie theater, and this wasn't assigned seats. I went to go sit down. Guy sitting down put his uh, his coat on another. You're about to say coat. Mo- coat. I was. Yeah. Uh, his coat on another movie seat, and I said, is is that your coat? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, where? And he's like, I'm saving this for somebody. I go, well, is that human being in this building right now? Has that human being actually sat in the seat yet? Because if not... I'm here. I'm an actual human being, and that's where I want to sit. And you want to sit next to this guy you're getting into a fight with? Well, yeah. Just out of... And and so I was talking to Rockstar Rob about this because we had another whole discussion about when you used to wait in line for concert tickets and stuff like that. Uh, And that's a whole other argument. Yeah. A whole other kettle of fish. Because yeah. it, you see any velvet sitting on a resort chair, right. you know it's Rob. That's Rockstar Rob. <laughs> uh, by the way, this, all right, here's a, uh, a cruise ship, that, and, and they actually wrote this as their rule. In consideration of all guests on board, please do not reserve sun loungers. Towels will be, maro- be removed after 40 minutes and kept in the towel station close to the deck 10, uh, to, to the deck 10 main pool. Enjoy your fun day at the So 40 minutes. Yeah, 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. All right, let me get a couple of calls about this uh, leaning the chair up and saving a spot. Uh, I'll go to, and we have varying opinions here. Yeah. I'll go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> What's up, Joe? First things first about the resort thing. S those people. Yeah. Cool yeah. crap, I don't buy it. They can go jump in the beach and play with a shark. I don't care. Yeah. No. All right. The bar thing, I've had people try and pull that. I move the chairs back. I don't move their drinks. I just put the chairs back, but I don't say anything. I don't buy for a second. I'll go back to third grade with this. Move your meat, lose your seat. <laughs> if you're there with another person, have them watch the chair. Ladies, you want to go to the bathroom together? Too bad. Watch it in shifts. No. Yes. Okay. All right. I I I, Thanks, I, I agree. I think at a certain listen. You can you can call fives, right? If well, that's if, a universal rule. Isn't but it? if somebody goes out and you can just say to the person, "I'm going to go to the bathroom. Could you watch my seat?" Mm-hmm. You could. If someone would ask me to do that, and I was at the bar, I'd say yes. And if somebody came up, I'd say, "This gentleman just went to the bathroom, or yeah. this this woman, or this old man, or this younger man, or perhaps a kid." No. <laughs> <laughs> but and I would honor that. But. An hour, forty minutes, go to hell. What about this? Uh, at the supermarket yesterday, uh, there were uh, there was uh, two express lanes, and one uh, couple they were taking up both lines, right? So they had their cart in one line, and then the guy with you know the wife in the cart was in one line, oh, right. and then the guy yeah, yeah, was yeah. standing in the Kathy other line does this. with no. with no. nothing in his Kidding hands. Me? And it was one of those deals. Is like okay, well, whichever one gets and. Sh- she didn't put anything on the conveyor belt. Yeah, so they wait. They, exactly. That ain't cool. Mm-hmm. If you've got space on the conveyor belt, you are now committed mm-hmm. if you're in the line. Put your crap on the belt. Well, Shut sh- up. Pay for it. Get out. <laughs> ah! I'm going to go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, Jim? So, um, 
I don't know why you guys are getting so bent about the bar stool being put up. I mean, sounds like this Joe guy has never left his car or had a tab at a bar ever. Because, I mean, if I'm popping out for a cigarette or whatever in five minutes, I'm going to rip that cigarette and then go back to my drink or whatever have you. I mean, I always thought that that was kind of a universal sign of, hey, bud, I'm going to be right back. Chill out. I, I never, I never, I never knew that was the case. You say yeah. you go out, you have you have a cigarette for five minutes and then come back. I mean, I smoke like a man, so I'll be back. In yeah, <laughs> cigarettes, cigarettes about a five minute break. All right, so yeah. so uh, and let me ask you, what's your degree of uh, success with this? Do you come back and the seats kept intact? Uh yeah. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time. I mean, there there have been a couple times where I've had to come back, and I mean, I'm kind of broad chested, so. You know, I'll just slide in there and be like, hey, buddy, uh, that's my drink and my plate. So if you, and but five, five minutes isn't, isn't crazy. Listen, if you got a drink and a plate. Yeah. Then, uh, then yes, that's your spot. I can see that. But it, but here's the, the the case Chuck saw and took a picture of. They had there was nothing, nothing, nothing sitting out there whatsoever to indicate that people were there. Just the seats were leaned forward, and I had never seen that as as a marker of sorts uh, to that these are occupied. Yeah. If they, here's what you do: if you have like uh, like coffee with steam rising off of it and a book open there's and a, your journal half written, <laughs> you, you know, there's an active customer, an active customer. Like the chair enough? I mean, <laughs> the, the, the chair alone think, is not enough. But I also think if you're if you're out alone, that's a different story too. You I think know? he has the if, bartender to keep an eye on your seat for you. I, I'm just if, if Jim's there Thanks, by himself Jim. and he wants to run out and grab a cigarette, then I would be okay with the bar still being tilted forward. And I agree I mean, with Nick. Like, what's the difference between not Jim's alone because Jim is Jim is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I feel bad for you, brother. All right, but thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, the fact that you speak about yourself in the third person. There is a difference between going to the bathroom and smoking a cigarette because one is... One involves the lighting of tobacco and the other one involves defecating. Oh, no, no. I mean, one you have to do, but I mean, but for anybody who's addicted, they're like, yeah, you have to have a cigarette, but, uh, you know, what's the difference? Well... What's the difference? There is a difference. Yeah. You have to... Well, there's a difference for people who who aren't, who don't have that addiction to... To making a poo-poo. Yeah. Um... Are the people that do this with the with the bar stools and the towels at the resort? Are they the same people, or is this a, a similar offense as putting like a, a a lawn chair out on the street after a snowstorm? In so order, like tomorrow, to so, so save a spot. Wednesday we're facing the potential of of, of this. So is this let's the say, same degree of uh, no. I'll tell you why. I think it's different because you you put in work. Exactly. Yeah. You sp- you spent you've dug out of a of a of a snowdrift. If yeah. I if I lived in that situation and and I put in however long, especially if you were using a, a, a manual shovel, if you put in that work, I'd be pretty upset if somebody was taking the spot that I worked for. All right, I, I'd, I'd freely admit that. Now, but by the way, it's completely illegal. Yeah. You are, you are not yeah. entitled to the spot simply because you you shoveled it out. But anybody within a grasp of sanity realizes that required some work. You try to respect the effort that someone put in, mm-hmm. and you'll try to acknowledge it by not parking in that spot because it, it it is a pain in the ass. And, Kathy, what are your thoughts on people that will bring all of their beach furniture down to the beach at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning but then not, and then go back to the house and then oh, not go care. back? I don't you, care about that. The beach is big enough. You yeah. can take whatever you want. It's public. Uh, let me go to... Gives you time to piss on it. Christy. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Hi, Preston. How are you? Great. What's up, Christy? Um, so, I've I've been bartending for 13 years, and uh, I used to be one of your interns, actually. I hope oh. you don't remember me. Oh, Harrison? Um, yes. Hey. Excellent. Hey. So, I bartend on Friday nights, and there's 
I, I actually appreciate when somebody lets me know that they're going out to have a cigarette, that they're going to the bathroom. And I know Marissa hates it, but I like when people put coasters on top. It's more so letting us know, like, you're not done with your drink. Um, you know, some people leave. And 45 minutes later, come back and be like, where's my beer? <laughs> Dude, you've been gone for 45 minutes. Right. Well, Chrissy, beer. so that makes it So, listen, do you agree with Preston's uh, um, observation that if you ask the bartender to watch your spot for a second, that's okay? Is that is that standard protocol? Yeah, I think that's totally fine. And, and it's it, I appreciate it because then if people are coming in and try to take their spot, I'm respectful to my customer that's been there for a few hours, yeah. you know, tipping me and... I'm going to save their spot. But likewise, someone who's, who goes away for a half hour and has their drink on the bar, they're sort of denying you more business at that spot because now that's been rendered inert because no one else is there. And it's uh, it, uh, it sucks. So I think within a reasonable amount of time, it's okay. But when you start, like Preston was at the, the lounge chair uh, the, or the Chase Lounge for, for almost an hour, 45 minutes, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Are you still bartending in Conchi? I, well, no, I'm in Bridgeport now. And what's the name of the bar? The Bridgeport Rib House. Mm. There you go. All right. Look for Christy. music all the time. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Good to hear from you, Christy. Nice to hear from you, too. All right. We'll see you later. Uh, I'm going to go next to Steve, who's been on hold for a little while. Hey, Steve, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, Thank man. You. What's up, Steve? Hey, so uh, me and my cousin were regulars at this dive, and we go on for a cigarette, and we, you know, we tell the bartender, we give her the sign, and we see these guys come in that clearly do not belong there. And so they go in, and then they're sitting in our seat, like the seat's forward, and we have our keys, like, on our spots right next to our drinks. And we go, we go up to get our seats back, and, he, and they're like, oh, you weren't here. I'm like, are these your keys? And they're like, no, well, these are our keys. And he's like, he's like, well, you weren't here. I'm like, we were out for five minutes. This bartender here will tell you that we were here. And then she comes over, and she sees us, like, almost getting into it with these guys. And she's like, yeah, they were here. Yeah. Need somewhere else. Dude, there were there were visual signs that there were people at both those seats. Let me ask you, how crowded was the bar when you walked away? It was, I mean, it was solid. Like, it, yeah. there wasn't a spot at the bar. I mean, I understand, like, you know, uh, they were definitely not from <laughs> from the area. Like, you know, we're, we're South Jersey. Like, they were. They had Viking helmets know. on. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Crazy guys. Crazy guys. It, it was, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, you, you put down visual um, indicators that you were there, that you walked away for just a few minutes. The, you you checked with the bartender to make sure that you know they they were aware of it. You did what you were supposed to do, but these guys wanted to be kind of contentious about it, and that's going to happen. Yeah, but Steve, you're you're a regular, right? Yeah, like we're a regular. All right, Steve, I'd love to keep talking to you, but we got to let yeah. you go. Here, Maybe just take some stuff. Yeah. Love you, love you, big roly poly furry monster man. I'll watch your seat for you. I'll watch it as it's walking away. Uh, Why not just take your seats with you? Take him outside. I just, I just said that. Yeah, take your bar stool with you. There was another time, and I got really pissed off at this one, too. Uh, a buddy and I went into a bar, had pool tables, and we just wanted to shoot some pool. We weren't there exclusively to do it, but hey, right. pool tables. Let's, let's do play, it. Let's shoot, let's shoot a game of pool. So we go over uh, to play pool. Nobody's playing at the table. And we go to, uh, to play, and uh, there's a couple sitting at the bar. They're like, no, table's ours. I'm like, there's nobody playing here. Yeah, like yeah, our quarters are on the table. I'm like, yeah, but you're not playing pool. No, no, no. Quarters my- indicate next. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So my buddy and I, I'm like, yeah, we want to play against each other. No, you got to play us. 
No. No. And, and no. see, so it, it was their ownership of the table. No. Because they currently were the winners of, and and so I tried to tell the bartender this, and the bartender's like, nope, they're right. No, like, you own the table if you stay at the table. And keep playing. Yes, and then you can put the quarters out yeah. to indicate who's going to challenge the winner. But, but apparently, maybe they were looking for somebody to play. They yeah, had their it, quarters but there. But they left. I didn't want to play with them. I wanted to play with my buddy. <laughs> And, and I was, we weren't interested in playing. You're not a, doing a, a tournament, because yeah, yeah because we, we just wanted to play a friendly game amongst ourselves, as opposed to these two a holes, which of course they were great playing. They were great at pool, yeah, and they ended up beating us. But I was just like, I, what, I don't want to play does against anybody, you. Does anybody understand <laughs> yeah. the issue here? They weren't playing pool. They were sitting at the bar, which, which was empty, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just I, like, uh, I, what is this? This oh oh. This is what you do. Yeah. Oh, you guys. This are a bunch is of dicks. what you do. You should have done the thing that this the, is your thing that the Joker does in the Dark Knight and break it in half. And, and <laughs> I know we're having yeah. we're having trials. <laughs> I think I have a good idea. <laughs> Ask me how I got these scars. <laughs> My wife was always sad. <laughs> I just wanted her to smile. There are times when I wish I didn't care about getting arrested. You know what I mean? <laughs> just snap the snap the cue and so go. So the question you have to ask yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth letting me and my friend play pool? You're right. <laughs> uh, what, what about this? <laughs> or do you want this cue rammed through your optic nerve? <laughs> um, buy fake vomit, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> buy fake puke, and when uh, you want to get up and go have your cigarette, you just lay it down on the bar and on your bar stool, and nobody's going to want that, right? That's uh, no. Try it out. Unless it looks really convincing. Yeah. yeah. It's Steve, or just especially. Have you, you leave, seen it, fake vomit these if days? If you leave it in the wrapper, it probably won't work. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten better. I'll admit it has yeah. gotten a lot better. Uh, uh, Does it have cigarette but the fake cigarette button gum in it? <laughs> no. Right. Uh, let me see here. There's so many people calling in with various things that are that are considered bad cricket, if you will. Um, let me see. All right, let me go to Simon. Continuing on the uh, on the bar stool thing. Uh, hi, Simon. You're on the air, man. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, so I play in a, a party band. So I'm pretty much in different bars every weekend, and I see this kind of bar stool thing all the time. People just leaning them up against the bar. Yeah, and it's usually not a huge issue, but the, the problem comes when the bar gets super, super crowded. That yeah, that might be the only spot to actually get to the bar to order a drink. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times I'll go up and you know I'll move the chairs to you know just order a quick drink because I have you know 15 minute break before I have to go up again. You know I'm to grabbing a beer or something. And the issue comes when the people come back and give me these dirty looks like, you know, hey, those are our seats. But it's like, how else do you expect me to get a drink? Or I'll let them sit back down and say, okay, well, I'm still going to squeeze in front of you here to get this drink. Well, I'd say what you do is move the bar stools out and lean them against the dumpster. They still have their seats, but uh, it's just in a new location. But, yeah, it's something I was completely unaware of. I don't don't spend a lot of time in, in bars. You see it. And as you said, if the bar's not packed, okay. You ever exactly. do you ever see people getting into it over it, Simon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple spots we play that people will just come and sit down, which I mean, I think they should be able to do. If there's nothing on the bar, you know, just because you're leaving your seat doesn't mean anything. So hey, what's the name? But, of yeah, people people will come back and just start you know mouthing at each other, and it's always bad. What's the name of the band you're in? Uh, we're called the Rockets. The Rock- oh, Rockets. Okay. All right. I've sung with you guys before. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> And they're hey. very memorable for Simon. Well, listen, Simon. the Rockets are the Rockets in 2018 aren't the same Rockets. I don't remember this guy. <laughs> 2001. It's like oh. Menudo. Yeah. Yeah. New wow. members. It's like the Bummers. It's like Menudo. Uh, let me see here. I will it's like go. Hansen. I will go to uh, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Shannon. What's up? Hey. 
So uh, my kids and I were at our local pool. This isn't a bar story. It's a pool story. Mm -hmm. We were at our local pool a few summers ago, and it was quite hot, um, real crowded. And the lawn chairs are at a premium. So we got there early. We reserved two lawn chairs. There was three of us, but mm-hmm. we only reserved two lawn chairs. We put our towels down, our bag, lunch. And, uh, you know, we had a great day um, until probably close to the end of the day. We were in the pool, and we came back to our chairs, and all of our stuff was dumped on the grass. Oh, and our chairs were nowhere to be found. And actually, I asked a couple of people around us, you know, have you seen our chairs? Someone dumped our stuff. Yeah. Nobody took anything, mm-hmm. you know, of our personal belongings, but they took our chairs. Sure, sure. Did, did you, you tra- find out? Yeah, did you track them down? No, we never found out. It wow. was super crowded. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... A, rude. At, at a pool, the pool is... Where you're there to use the pool. You need a place for your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just set it there and, I'm going to go... You know, I'm going to go back home for a little while. No, you're there at the pool. pool You're doing pool things. You're swimming in the pool, and that's an a-hole. That's an a-hole. Why don't you ask me how I got these stars? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a story to tell. You know, with my kids, I wanted to set a good example. I didn't want to, like, you know, be a bad mom. So I was like, it's okay. You know, we'll just hang out. Yeah, you were... Luckily, we were there for most of the day. And we're all having a lovely day at the pool. <laughs> I bet you're wondering exactly how I got these scars. Shannon, thank you. Steve, that is going to be my go-to from now on. When I when I have that confrontation moment, I'm going to think about that and and maybe pull a joke. Sure, up. why not? You know? Is it the scars? Scars? Are they bothering you? Just wanted her to smile. <laughs> I love it. I know you're probably wrapping up, but um, Joe wanted to talk about the 4th of July parade. I have um, a friends who go out to their 4th of July parade in Doylestown, and they, I get, it, it's a it's a, a lot of people go, so it does get crowded, but they will set chairs up, like, before the sun rises. Mm-mm. Wow. Nope. <laughs> nope. Unless you're going to sit in those chairs for yeah. the next four hours. Yeah, yeah. Show mid-morning, put... collect them up, and sell them down at the local store. Yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, no one would be the wiser. Uh, you have no overhead. All right. Anyhow, uh, let's uh, thank you for your calls, by the way. Uh, just I, I wasn't familiar with the leaning the chair no, thing up until recently, I. but it's I guess in some places it's uh, it's standard procedure. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. From who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We love having uh, interesting guests by with interesting stories. And this gentleman has no shortage of that. Let me give you a little bit of uh, 
of his background. Uh, he specializes in wildlife photography, particularly big cats. The BBC, he has uh, been named BBC Wildlife Photographer of the Year and BBC Wildlife Photojournalist of the Year. Was a two-time winner of Picture of the Year International's Global Vision Award and won first prize in the Nature Story category from World Press Photo in 2008 and 2014. And he's here in our studio. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Winter is here. Yes. Well, thank you all very much. Nice to see you, Steve. Absolutely, man. How long ago? Now, uh, you've probably been uh, taking photographs most of your life, but when did this become your specialty? Big cats and nature and all of that. Uh, it's kind of by accident, but it was about 21 years ago I started on Big Cats. I started at Nat Geo as a photojournalist doing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was about 21 years ago. I talk about it because people say, how did you get involved in Big Cats? And it definitely was kind of by accident. I always say I didn't choose Big Cats. Big Cats chose me. What was the what was the flashpoint where you, you found, okay, uh, this your first encounter, were you sent on assignment by Nat Geo to right. go, go cover something and you realized? No, no, I didn't realize yeah. that I was laying in bed reading my book like I do every night in the middle of nowhere in a cloud tropical forest in <laughs> Guatemala and the stairs creaking, yeah. the floorboards creaking. I figured somebody was coming for me. And then I heard scratching under the door and then sniffing. And I was scared to death. Oh, my God. And uh, I got on the radio and asked the guy I was working with, who was I made him stay down the mountain uh, to take care of his brothers and sisters. I said, I can hang up here by myself. And I radioed down. He said, don't worry, Steve. It's just a black panther. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I didn't know nothing about big cats. Now I'm the big cat expert. Isn't that what? So, but you, you've gotten yours through attrition, but in a way that, that is, um, uh, it's, it's very, um, tactile and, and very visceral. So your, your, your knowledge is, is probably, I mean, there are people who have book learned and have, you know, gone to school for this. You've been in the thick of it all the time, having encounters like that. Um, there, there is, your, your pictures are phenomenal. And of course it goes without saying, but there, there's so much more now with, with tech and so on and so forth. And with the nature of cameras and, and what they become, people can take pretty good pictures, but there's still the art of knowing when and where and how and all of that. And, and so you, you were given a camera when you were a young man, right? And started right. Taking my dad pictures. gave me a camera when I was seven. And he was a photographer as well or, or, yeah, or had a, just an interest? Just an amateur, okay. you know, camera club type of thing. And then I went, when I was eight, I decided that I wanted to be a photographer for National Geographic. But that's what my show's about. Because how many of your listeners out there are going, hey, I always wanted to be a photographer. Yeah, we all did. You know. Well, I think this is a key thing, and why, why this show would be. Yeah, to, to, I think to everyone who it. thinks they're they have the ability to. To my point is, there there are tricks and things that that can up your game dramatically yeah. that we just don't know. You know, people fancy themselves good photographers, but you look at the stuff that you do. You know, uh, I mean, to get insight from you is every reason for anyone who has a fascination with photography to attend the event. Well, it's I, I'm really lucky, probably one of the luckiest guys on the face of the earth, to be able to realize my dream and do something that I've wanted to do since I was a kid. And we have great support as far as the tech stuff. I just came from Geographic last night, and I was down in the basement with all the tech guys. They're showing me new things that we're going to do on a lion. Wow. Piece, you know? well, that's amazing stuff. Yeah. 
So you mentioned how everybody wants to be a photographer, and uh, now everybody pretty much has a, a nice camera in their pocket at all right. times. And, and with um, inventions like Instagram, can share it with the, with the world. Um, and you can too, and you right. do on your Instagram account, which is a Steve Winter Photo. Uh, I'm wondering what your perspective on something like Instagram is, because it does make it accessible for a lot of people, but it also uh, completely um, opens it up to everybody, and so it, it dilutes the product a little bit as well. Well, <clears throat> we're the number one brand on social media, Nat Geo. Go on our Instagram. You'll see one of my pictures will be posted today talking about something that just happened. But I love the fact that everyone carries a camera yeah. with a phone in it. People used to say, oh, it's going to dilute the importance. No, it makes people more visually literate. Oh. Keep photographing your food because every time you do it, you're going to go, you know what? I could do it this way, and it makes it a little bit better. They're more appreciative of art and photography yeah. because everybody's doing it. Do you have your work stolen a lot on uh, social media? Uh, don't care unless it's used in a bad purpose because the more it gets out there, like my photograph of the Hollywood Cougar, the mountain lion under the Hollywood sign, I give it away because they're building the world's largest overpass right north of L.A. because of the image. So people use it, and it's like as long as it's for a good cause. But we, we can't, you know, spend hours every day perusing the uh, Internet and trying to figure out who used your pictures for what. Right. You know, and it doesn't happen as often as you think. So I like my pictures being used. Steve, I want to talk about uh, being uh, photographing wildlife, and it's obviously taking you some very exotic locations throughout the years. Uh, when If someone really wants to, to get to this level, um, what what kind of physical shape do you have to be in? Because you don't just you know stay at the hotel and walk over there and go take a picture. You've got to get deep down into some recesses and some yeah. places that are probably really, really hard for a human being to get to. Inaccessible. Well, like on snow leopards. I knew it was going to be a killer assignment. I love jungles because they're primarily flat. Yeah. <laughs> Mountains, you got to walk up, then you go down, then you yeah. got to walk up. It's the nature again, of a mountain, you know? right? It's like, I don't like that. Yeah. And it's 50 below zero at night. And it was exhausting. I mean, to the point of you, we had to stop. And I never take a day off, you know. How does that affect your, your equipment, too? Off, I want to go. Yeah. Well, I remember asking Cannon, hey, what's the battery's going to be like at 50 below? And the guy turns to me and goes, tell us when you get back. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the answer I was wanting. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's, it's such a romantic thing to us. To, and to, to, to Preston's point, to go to areas where, you know... Uh, where people have not gone before, in, in, in right. many cases, to, no, to, to to be the only white man that a certain group of people has never have, have ever seen before, uh, you know, it's. But with that comes a whole host of, as Preston says, physical demands mm -hmm. and security issues. Well, yeah, and there's another one too. I will say that I got. I started at Geographic because of my work at UNICEF. So when I have been in places where there's kids that look at you yeah. with wide eyes and then scream and run away because they've never seen anybody <laughs> right. with blonde and now white hair. Uh, th that That's kind of, you know... Uh 
bad. <laughs> they make you feel good. But uh, I, I, you, I am in the middle of nowhere. But the biggest problem, people always say, have you been attacked by these animals? And mm-hmm. I say, every time I go out, you're in a situation, a mistake situation. Turn a corner, you're face to face with a lion or a tiger or whatever. Uh, I'm still here. It's the tropical diseases and parasites and amoebas and the uh, microscopic things that have really Your biggest changed fear. my life for the worse. And do you, you have know. any lingering effects from travels? Uh, I'm I'm definitely allergic to three antibiotics now. Really? And I will get you know like bitten by something. I I was in Af- I've been to Africa three times this year, and something stung me going to the bush plane and and. Uh, you know, I had an allergic reaction, and we have no idea what it was. Nobody saw, but God Almighty. it's just the lingering effects of self-medicating. You go on these expeditions. I am out for two and a half months at a time. Yeah, and you, I don't want to be helicoptered out. So they give us a whole medical kit. You got to carry your medical a, records with you. I would imagine. Yeah, the we, we had a do-it-yourself tracheotomy because it's like <laughs> oh, I'm not that's dying. My specialty. I am not dying. <laughs> uh, I, at least I believe it would be my specialty because it seems fairly simple. Uh, but 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 in in that level, no, I've never made anybody that. <laughs> Talking about that, <laughs> <laughs> my son thought I was a weirdo. It, it comes up. It just more seems times so easily, and yeah. and I think if you want to impress people at a party, perform a quick trick out of it. No, but to, to that point, okay. So you're going to get, and obviously you're going to expand on this stuff. Uh, you know, when when you're uh, when you're doing your presentation. But um, when was when was the moment you felt okay? I'm checking out now. When did you feel that you were in, the most in danger in your in your travels? Well, I could, you know, there's so many things have happened throughout my career that, you know, like I say, every story, yeah. you can't breathe, your heart's in your throat. Yeah. And it's like, am I going to make it out of here, you know? And you see guys running away from elephants that are charging us or rhinos trying to kill me. And, and you know, most of the cats, they don't care. Yeah. They're, they're, they literally do not care. Meaning that you can be there photographing and they're nonchalant or they're... they're, they're, they're we're not food to them and haven't been for millennia. Okay. They stink. Yeah. You know, realize that, you know, I mean, you don't have any hair. Most right. people use shampoos and... And toothpaste and deodorants and it's, colognes it, and it's funny we you should do mention that. Not smell like food because when people first saw the images from uh, uh, Griffith Park in L.A. and go, "There's a mountain lion." Twenty million people go to that park and want to go up to the Hollywood right. sign. And P twenty two has only been seen five times in five years. This he has they, no desire in nine square miles. And, you know, so don't worry about it. You have more problems with the coyotes that see your little poofy dog there that want to come <laughs> yeah. after it. Let me but ask for you. us as humans, a, no. About that, because it's very funny, and I, I, I told my wife this, about why we are unappetizing to, to the, yeah. my house cats, my domestic house cats. When, to, when they're in, I'll always have two or three circling or, you know, and when I'm in the bathroom in the morning. But when I put on my deodorant, they leave. Right, and I and I had to associate it because it has sort of a, a flowery smell, or a, and do you see that that that's one of the reasons we don't come across as food? Today. Right, no, 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 the, we don't smell like something they want to take a bite out of. So that's actually in our favor. All right, so all right, um, but you've been stalked by jaguars, right? Stalked um, by jaguars, and uh, and, yeah. and and you've been charged by grizzly bears. 
Oh and right that that yeah twelve foot gri- not a, just a grizzly bear it was a, like a Kodiak bear in Siberia Kodiak oh. super huge bear now that 12, thing would have over twelve foot tall Jesus it scared me to death she had three little cubs that's why she smelled me yeah, yeah. and uh, would she have eaten you or just or just killed you. Uh, immediately killed me. But would she have eaten you afterwards, do you think? I doubt it, you know. Mm. She would have gone, oh, this guy tastes terrible. (laughs) 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 Oh, it was salmon season, so it's like, why eat this terrible-tasting person when there's salmon everywhere? (laughs) Right, right. Spawning salmon, so literally they're in front of you dying, and they just pick them up. How did you get out of that situation? Uh, she saw me and immediately took a left, and I looked right next to my head then was a double-barrel shotgun, one of my guards. Okay. And he looks at me and goes, one second dead, because he didn't speak much English, and I'll never know whether he meant me or the bear. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think he uh, meant you, Steve. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, Wait, so, so hold on, but did he, so did he shoot? If he shot, I wouldn't have been able to ever hear out of my right ear again. Okay. I wanted to ask him if I spoke Russian, why was the gun so close to my head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe well, he was going to shoot you, leave you yeah. there, so the bear would have something to distract yeah, yeah. him. So, no, so he could right. run. Yeah. 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 No, no, I've, and I've heard time and time wow. again that the uh, you know the bears will protect their young. And, you know, so if right. you see the, the cubs, you know, get out of there because the mom's going to come after you. And so, is it not the same way with big cats? It's 100% the same way. I've just been very lucky. It's hard to see them. I mean, when you're in Africa, we're in a in a Jeep primarily. We do walk also, and you just have to watch it. If you come upon a pride of lions that have young, you're going to back off and they're, immediately. They're, they're stealthier, and they, 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 they blend in better, correct? Well, the, yeah, but we just have to really watch. That's the only place where we do carry a gun okay. and are armed in uh, Russia and then in Africa. In India with tigers, no guns. I mentioned this earlier on the show, um, but uh, there was a lot of controversy earlier in the year with a wildlife photo that won a contest, uh, and it was it turned out to be uh, faked. And yeah. uh, it was a forgery, and the guy stuffed an anteater, uh, or take or took a stuffed anteater, right. put it on a, a termite mound, and uh, and then they won this contest. Um, it turns out it was not alive and <laughs> been dead in, in, in a museum. Um, what are your thoughts on on that and that controversy and, and what happened there? Well, you know, these things happen now and then, and you just have to really be aware of the person's background when you're going to award them a prize. Um, Were you aware of what this person's background was, and was it uh, no? If I, if I was a judge in that contest, which I have been in the past, I would have checked it out very um, thoroughly because we do not bait. Yes. Even though I'm after the most, the rarest cat on the face of the planet, we have enough time to be able to uh, photograph. And I do TV on every uh, project now also and film. Uh, e- even the Hollywood Cougar, I'll... Uh, uh, I filmed it myself. I mean, it took 15 months to get one picture. Wow! So that was gonna. I mean, we have the time to do it at Nat Geo, and if we can't, yeah, 
then we'll just not do it. I always thought the Hollywood Cougar was Joan Collins' president. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about the patience that it takes. And by the way, real quick, let me reset. We have Steve Winter, who's here, photographer uh, National Geographic. But the patience, I remember seeing a documentary one time about these photographers going out to take pictures of wolverines. And the extent that they had to go to because of their sense of smell was so keen that they had to be in these certain huts that had these really long tubes that would send their scent way up in the air so that these animals couldn't detect them and they could they were able to get pictures of them. When what? How much does patience have to do with what you do? On my first story, that one where the jaguar came to my door. Yeah. I think that was the last time I ever sat in a blind because I went, this is a waste of time. Let's use technology okay. to figure out if I find a spot on a trail that I know a jaguar walks or a snow leopard walks, I'll put a remote camera. I'll use a stand-in for the cat, as I did with the Hollywood Cougar, and I'll put a camera trap up, very sophisticated camera, the same height I would put it, same compositional place where I would want the cat to break the beam is where I'd put this infrared beam that as soon as it breaks the infrared beam takes a photograph. I'd rather be out doing something else. As soon as I go into a park, let's say on tigers, right. I go to the guys on the ground or the mahouts on the on the elephants, anti-poaching patrol, and say, show them some images and say, if you were going to put one of these, you know, contraptions up, where would you put it? You ask the guys that are on the ground, they know. Yeah. And like they said, this waterhole, I got the most incredible images. So you're, not, you're on the ground. Are you remotely taking the picture, or you just let the, the no, let the it autonomously? Infrared beam does. Okay, and that first frame is mine. Yeah, because you know you want the cat's going to come this way or this way. You've already and, you pre-framed the picture. Yeah, and lit it. And That's all wild. That kind of stuff. Lit. That's amazing. Because I, I don't want to. It's not worth my time to spend eight hours every day sitting in one spot. Yeah. and then shoot it with a long lens. That's a portrait. I don't shoot porches. I want to see the animal in its habitat and okay. its behavior. So you find spots on a kill. We'll go to a kill when the cat's away going to the bathroom or something. Or yeah. You move them off the kill and then set up a trap. And you get incredible images and video of them feeding real close. We even have a carcass can that we stick in the belly. <laughs> You know, Jesus. and it gets all wow, you know, disgusting <laughs> after a while. But you get a different view because how do we get more people to look at wildlife again and look at big cats? We need to do a better job. So it's not like that uh, the Sean Penn character in uh, Walter Mitty where he's uh, on the side of a mountain. Did you ever see the movie? Well, yeah, they actually took part of the video that I did uh, on snow leopards, and it's it's actually in. There. No kidding. Yeah, I'm the only person that's ever done that, so that was me. Wow. You know, and we won the first Webby at Nat Geo with a video, and I'm sitting there watching the movie on an airplane going, hey, those are the exact <laughs> words I said. That is cool. I you know, mean, Ben Stiller, I only live right across the river in Hoboken. You could have asked me about <laughs> it. Yeah. You have a very uh, cool way about you, Preston. He, he sort of reminds of the dude from The Big Lebowski as a yeah, photojournalist. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But, I, mean, I love that movie. But yeah. you, so when you're out and about, You've got, are you, is is it an isolated, lonely oh existence God. that you lead? Very much so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh I was God. the first guy to ever get a sap phone because I call home twice a day. And, yeah. 
and uh, still married. And actually, my wife is a National Geographic explorer. And so right. she understands. Yeah, so she yeah. understands. But it it is extremely lonely. Because in many instances, you're there with someone that may be a interpreter. Yeah. But there's no one else there because I work with scientists and local people. Scientists usually have to leave, but they may, you know, show me the way right. forward with this. Then they got to go back to their university or whatever. Sure. Local people live there, but they don't speak English. I work with a lot of people who don't even know how to say hello, but they're incredible people and they know their area and they know the animals that live there. So I hang with them and, you know, I learn a little bit of their language. They learn some of mine. And, it's but wild. it's incredibly lonely, especially at night when you're standing under the stars. I have my sat phone in my hand and I'm going, good morning, darling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I have God. I want around the world. Then I call home twice a day. Yeah. It is remarkable that you can call home at all. Any, you know, Isn't it? Yeah. You know, the day that they let... You buy a sat phone, and it used to be you're either Department of Defense or an oil company. Yeah. And then I I would get, a, was able to get uh, one that just changed my life. I used one to call another radio station one time. I was, yeah. I was in Africa. I was in Kilimanjaro and, and yeah. called in. Um, and it's pretty remarkable and, and a cool thing to be able to do. I wanted to ask you about the snow leopard because um, I, I've seen a few documentaries, and uh, apparently it's the most elusive of the cats to find. Right. It, it, was that what your experience was like? It was. I mean, uh, I, I tell a funny story tonight that we 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 went in with remote cameras and we got back to camp on the first day and the cook starts screaming and I go, "What's he saying?" He goes, "There's a snow leopard on the ridge." Cannon had given me a twelve hundred millimeter lens. I put a doubler on it, and you look up there and there's a cat sitting on a rock hunting. Wow. You know, and the next 36 hours later, we saw two cats up on the ridge, and that that was unheard of. Um, so we 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 do see them. Uh, you don't get the pictures like I got. Uh, you know, if you have an Apple computer, you can see one. It's <laughs> right, in yeah. nature. You, you can use it as your screensaver. Oh yeah, it's right <laughs> on your screen over there, Steve. No, no it's, 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 yeah. so let me let me let me tell you. So some of your pictures wow. actually get. I, I um the big cats are are, are just. Glorious, amazing, amazing. And, and and emotional. Right. So I actually feel myself when I look at some of your 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 beautiful photographs, getting emotional. Was there one particular moment that you can recall where you you were just you know emotionally leveled at at what you had just seen? Yeah, the uh, I spent a long time working on tigers. I mean, uh, over a decade, and amazing. We're, we're finishing the story, and when I first got to India, there was two females with cubs in this park. Within a week, they were both dead, the females, and the cubs can't, you know, live on their own. Right. And I need that iconic picture of a mom and cub. So three and a half months later, I'm done. I'm done. I got to leave. Um, and I asked the director of the park, if a female becomes pregnant, please let me know, and I will come back. So I came back, and um, uh, one day turns into two days, one week turns into two weeks, then three weeks. On the 24th day, I still haven't got the picture. I get on the anti-poaching patrol elephant 530 every morning until it gets to about 110 degrees. The elephants then have to pull out because it's too hot for them. On the 24th day, I got a picture that, you know, I was so stressed out, I took it, and then the cub was gone. It was with the mother, and 
I asked him, who did the Cub come out? And he goes, yes. And you think, just look at the back of the camera. It took me two and a half hours to look at the back of the camera. Wow. When I did, I cried like a baby. And it's the cover of the National Geographic Tigers Forever book that I did that my wife wrote. And it's just amazing. It's one in a million shot. The only one in focus because elephants never stop. (laughs) You're standing in a stream. They're drinking or they have a stick in their mouth, which is elephant dental floss yeah so god it's fascinating oh uh, it was so idea? cool do you have any idea how many pictures you've taken i have no idea it's you know once apple asked me that question because i used to they had a photo software that i was an apple consultant on and it uh, i it was up to you know 10 million or more was it Aperture you were? Uh, yeah, I yeah. was one of the original Aperture guys. I was telling this, that story on the way over. I got a phone call and said, Cupertino Apple. Wow. And they said, if Steve Jobs likes your pictures, you'll get a call within 30 days. And I told my wife, when pigs fly, <laughs> it was 28 days. <laughs> and it was changed my life. It was so fun going to headquarters there. Look at this photo yeah. of the Tigers Forever book. That's amazing. And oh, that's absolutely amazing. Gorgeous. You yeah. know, and I... I knew the cub was, wow. you know it, but I only got seven frames. So when I looked up and the cub was gone, yeah, I should just hit the back of the camera, you know. But um, <laughs> And I had to leave in four <clears throat> days, and she kept going, how are you keeping it together? You're not getting it. I said, I know it's going to happen. You have to be an, an eternal optimist. Yeah. Well, you couldn't do this job. It's it's a, it's a it's an unbelievable photograph, uh, Steve. By the much. way, uh, you're one of the heads for the National Geographic Big Initiative, and that's big to, cat initiative. Big cat yeah. initiative. I'm sorry to uh, stop poaching, preserve habitats, and try to you know support education, halt extinction, and all that. Right. Where are we now? In the world with those efforts. Well, with what China just did three days ago, we're not doing too good. I don't they know just, that story. All right. They uh, made it legal to sell uh, tiger, to use tiger parts in rhino horn. That's because they farm these animals. Horrible. And um, uh, that's bad. That's yeah. really bad because wild tigers are now in the crosshairs because they're more valuable because they're wild. They're not farmed in their tiger farms. There's only, they have no medicinal value at all. They've been checked out upside down and backward. Yeah. Rhino horn's worth more than its weight in gold, but it's it's made of keratin like our hair and fingernails. Yeah. So I say chew your fingernails and save a rhino, but over 1,000 rhinos are killed every year in South Africa. Mm. And... You know, people say, well, why don't we just make it legal? Well, that really just fuels the trade in it wild. It drives up the price. all the people that use it yeah. think it has medicinal value, and they want that one that came from the wild because that has the power of the wild animal. So we don't know what we're going to do, but it's a big deal, and uh, we're working on a story right now to hopefully stop the tiger end of it. But uh, that that's what we do uh, my, well, my, bless my you for that. I, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, yeah. honestly, uh, you to to live in a world where these uh, these magnificent creatures don't exist would be would just be horrible. I mean, we almost lost elephants. Yeah, but it, it, a, a great you know at least they have an ivory band there, and the price plummeted. So the poaching really backed off, which was great. Or we literally in ten years would not have enough elephant except one in a zoo or yeah. you know, one they couldn't find in somewhere in Africa.
Well, keep up the fight. You know, obviously, it's all you can do for now. I love it. I'm lucky, and you know, the natural world is perfection. Uh, we have a number of texts that are coming in saying that your speaking cadence sounds exactly like Matthew McConaughey. Has anybody, <laughs> <laughs> anybody ever told you that before? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they, they never have. <laughs> well, we got a that's whole a good bunch one. Of them. Yeah. Well, we had good. I love dude from the big. <laughs> there Lebowski. you go. And you were McConaughey, too, so, so. That, that's a good. Yeah, people wondering if you were high as well. But. Uh, you know, I, I've had that. They said the dude sounds high. It's like, yeah, well, I've had a couple cups of coffee. Today. Dude, oh, wow. I, I would be doing anything you possibly could if there was a Jaguar scratching at my door. Yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. I'd, I'd, I'd be mainlining heroin into my eye. Well, uh, very impressive work, obviously. But you get the full story on the trail of Big Cats is the name of the show. And it is... Uh, Nat Geo Live Series. Ed. Great to meet you. What interesting stories you're Thank you all very individual. much for having me today. Appreciate it. All Steve right. Winter, guys. Yes. Right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Kath, you able to keep solid food down now? Oh, not so much. Really? I had the worst weekend I think I've had since I told Nick Murphy since I was 25. Really? I got food poisoning over the weekend. Full on food. You're sure? Full on food poisoning. Like, I had it. I had food poisoning um, when I was in my 20s, and I think I may have had it like a a, a minor version of it somewhere in between. But this was. The worst sickness in 24 hours that I think I have ever had in my life. You said it was the sickest you'd ever been. Oh, my God. I mean, and it it came on. Uh, so I ate at about 6 o'clock. Um, at 10.15, I was sitting downstairs on my couch. I had a glass of wine in my hand. And I was like, you know what? I wonder what's on the TV. Well, yeah, I was. I was watching TV. And I'm like... I can't, my stomach is hurting. I, I can't drink this wine. Dumped the wine out. Tried to continue to watch the TV. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to go to bed. I don't know why I'm not feeling great. And went upstairs to bed by 1030. I was, uh, I went upstairs at like 1015. By 1030, I was in the bathroom on the floor, head over the toilet. What time had you eaten the thing that it's made you sick? About six o'clock. Do you, have See, you been I always heard that it's within like an hour. Is, is when food poisoning kicks in. But had, I, I don't I've know had, if that's true or not. I've had it twice, um, and and both would I would rate them as the sickest yeah, I've ever and, been in my life. So, in in those both those cases, Preston, the sickness did not come within an hour. Okay, it would have been a couple hours, but there was no question as to what the step off point was, what caused it. Do that's, you know? That's exactly how I feel. And, and when I had it uh, in my 20s, same thing happened. I remember I was working at NBC 10 at the time, uh, and I ate a turkey sandwich, and uh, it was same thing. It was a few hours later. By the time I got home, uh, I was I was in the bathroom. But yeah, no, I know exactly what it was. There was It was the only thing that I had eaten that day that wasn't from my house. Okay. Um, so I don't know what else it would have been but that. And what it cut, was, was, it, was it meat? Uh, yeah, it was chicken. Chicken. Chicken yeah. is the culprit. So chicken... Uh, for me, Kathy, the first time I had the uh, the profound food poisoning, Mystic, Connecticut. And you ever have one of those incidents where you're eating something and as you bite, you, you pull it away and you just sort of look at it and you go, hmm. And that's what... And I noticed that the chicken appeared pinkish. Well, so... And, it, and, it, and I'm like... So underdone. It's already in... I've already swallowed some of it. 
And uh, and then I mean that was it. So that's what you had. Well, no. So that was the thing. My mom said to me, "Did you did it taste weird?" And I said, "No." And I ate. So it, it came in. It was a wrap, and it came in two halves. And um, I ate one half, and I was like, "You know what? I'm kind of still hungry, but I'll just save the second. Right. You know, for for tomorrow, I'll, I'll have leftovers." And thank God I didn't eat all of it because I swear it would have been worse if I had all of it in my system. Um, but no, it didn't. It tasted normal. It did not taste weird. And my question was, is it? Do you get sick from? undercooked meat or is it bad contaminated yeah it's contaminated it's the contamination and and cooking it out that's why when it looks raw it hasn't been cooked Cooked out out. properly so um and i i kid you not i got so sick um that my my intestines knotted up and when they put me uh, you know me i don't do anything i'm I'm not you know potter none of that they gave me morphine they gave me morphine I, to kill the pain. I'm telling you, I needed. I felt like I needed morphine. Like I contemplated going to the hospital. It was that bad. Well, I was. Why, why did I, you go? Because, well, because I knew what yeah. it was. Okay. I knew it was food poisoning. Right. I'm like, what are they? I don't know what they're actually going to do for me. Maybe hydrate me after the fact. But there's a couple calls coming up. That says they, they've got something for that. That can really? fix you up. Yeah. Well, so let me just tell you though. Okay. I was. I was in so much pain, my stomach, because there was nothing at, at one at some point there was nothing left in my stomach, but my body was still trying to get rid of whatever was in my system. Mm-hmm. So I was literally throwing up nothing. So it was so painful oh, yeah. to be to have that dry like, heaps dry are, the, heat. are the worst. You, you, you're, there's nothing left. There's, there's nothing. nothing on here. Yeah. And, and as you're trying to expel, you feel almost your your internal organs starting to detach. That's kind of, and, and it was. Everything was knotted up, and um, I was taking little sips of water. That, so does, that, that, that makes it worse. No, but so that I would have yeah. something to throw up because okay. it, it was hurting so bad when nothing was right. there to come up. But it was like, Steve, how you explained, it was that screaming, yes. like initially projectile <laughs> vomit where it was like flying out of my mouth like a movie. And then, <laughs> And it turned I don't into, mean to laugh, but I've been there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was, I cannot explain to you how awful it was. All, all you know is that you're so sick that you would pay to watch a movie of just to just to marvel at how far you can projectile vomit. And, and, and I remember, to me, uh, on the second time, which was a pork lo mein, I was, uh, it was the coolness of the tiles in the bathroom that allowed me to sleep. Well, see, I had like the, I was getting the, the shivers. I, I got a little yeah. bit of a fever and um, I was getting the chills and then I was sweating. So it was like full on. Somebody's texting in, there's been a run on uh, salmonella lately. So my mom said that. She yeah. she had found the article um, and had heard that as well. Uh, oh but, boy. Uh, and you know what? And, and so following it after, so I, I was in bed for a full 24 hours uh, and then all of uh, yesterday as well, because the headache that followed it was the worst headache I've ever had. Wow, I mean, well. I've had a migraine before. This this headache was so intense, and it went down like the back of my head and back of my neck. And I think from all of the you know just being so tense when I was throwing up. Okay, I have a caller on the line. I've never heard of this uh, uh, particular um, title before. A food safety instructor works for uh, me, and that is Jim. So he says he can help us out with this stuff. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you? Doing all right, Jim. So what can you tell us about uh, what Kathy went through here? Well, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts when it deals with food safety. And here's the thing. You can get sick from 30 minutes after the initial infection up to six weeks after. Six weeks? Yes. Okay. Um, Hepatitis A, believe it or not, is a food-borne illness. Uh So here's the thing. You have to go through, like, a laboratory analysis. It's got to be confirmed. Um, that whatever you have is matching either the food item or the person that could have made you sick. Yeah. So while a lot of people think, you know, oh, I eat something 
two hours ago or three hours ago that that, in fact, would have been the, the culprit. That's not necessarily true. As far as, like, salmonella goes, that is, that's one common element that you'll hear often associated with um, undercooked um, chicken and raw yeah. eggs. Absolutely. But there's listeria, which can be on the surface of often prepared foods. There's staphylococcus bacteria, which is actually on the surface right. of your skin. If you see somebody scratch their hair or scratch their arm and then touch your food. So not to necessarily doubt Kathy um, and saying that, you know, I ate something at you know 6 o'clock and by 10 o'clock I was sick. It's possible, but not always certain. Okay. Well, yeah, Jim, Kathy, real careful. Kathy said that the, that the guy who was preparing her, her food used the wrap to scratch his head. <laughs> so that could have been an issue. Hey, that, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Jim, yeah. when, you, when you come down with an illness like that, can you... Can can they get to take care of you, the doctor? I mean, do a quick fix on you? Um, I don't know how quick it is. I mean, you know, if, if you're dehydrated enough, which is typically what would cause that that headache that 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 you had, Kathy, yeah. um, you can often treat the, the symptoms unless, of course, you know exactly what was the culprit. You know, for instance, if it's salmonella, which is bacterial, and you can do some form of antibacterial, um, something like norovirus, which is the one that we heard about with our friends at Chipotle, um, that's a virus. So you'll need an antiviral and you right. treat it that way. I so, would take it all. I would just put it in a, in a big pot, stir it up, and drink it. <laughs> you could do that. Yes, because, I mean, when you are in the throes of food poisoning... So you're terrible. afraid you won't die. Oh my God! It was seriously. I'm not kidding you. I yeah. was like, I would End rather be now. dead right now. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you, Jim, for for the info. But there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables uh, to uh, to this stuff. So we appreciate the call, Jim. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take care. So Saturday morning, I thought it had passed, and I, I was finished, and I actually went downstairs and got a Pedialyte pop, um, one of Chase's that I've had yeah. in the freezer for for a while. You know, for whenever he gets sick, and um, I I had that. That was all I had had uh, from the, since the night before. There was nothing left in my stomach, and sure enough, like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, Bam. Man, Came right back up. I'm not. De- Finished with this yet? Yeah. Wow. Were you a now, full service? Was uh, were, was everything on? Uh, was all were all ports active? Yeah. Not okay. to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to be Did you? So anything... let's just say there was a point in the night where I had to use the trash can to throw up in the wow. bathroom. Wow. Oh my god. Because you, 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 you were pooping at the same time. <laughs> well, I wasn't. The Velocicraptor. <laughs> the Velocicraptor. <laughs> so what Cassie just said is that she crapped all over her bed and had to use. No, no, no. Velocicraptor is. A necessity. Uh, but, yep. uh, so you are feeling a little bit better today, right? Yeah. So I, yesterday I started to feel a little bit better. Still, like, gross in my stomach. I couldn't really eat too much. Um, and I sort of feel the same way today. Uh, and I still have a little bit of the headache. So by 6 p.m. this evening, how clean will your house actually be? Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. What's great is that the cleaning ladies are coming today. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, let, let them deal with the crappy sheets. No, I didn't leave. Uh, <laughs> I didn't leave throw up everywhere. Oh, uh, I just thing. thought you would disinfect everything top to bottom. Well, yeah, but I, it just so happens that they were scheduled because, okay. you know, the holidays hey, are coming up, so they're coming over. Hope today. you left an extra 20 for them. I know. Uh, uh, it, in this case, though, Kathy, I'll tell you this, and it's the one thing that is the truth. After both severe food poisoning episodes... A day or two after, I felt like I had had the best cleanse of my life. What? Like, like you, your whole system just like resets because you know any. Oh, you've purged. You've uh, purged, and not only that, your abs are rock hard. Yes, and puking for hours. Best workout ever, and. You, how, how, do you, did, do you, how, how many pounds did you lose? I lost you? eight pounds in twenty four hours. <laughs> are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm oh not my God. Yeah. And, does, and do your stomach muscles feel tight? From my all, stomach, from the no, hurling? my stomach muscles, and like I said, from the back of my head, like down my neck. Total just... body workout. Thank you, Salmonella. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Salmonella. When I needed to get into shape for training, I ate raw chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw yoga. Yeah.
Let me go to Deirdre. Hers was so bad it got really out of control. Hey, Deirdre, good morning. Good morning. It's a privilege to talk to you. Oh, we're happy to have you on. What's your story, Deirdre? I got food poisoning two years ago that put me into labor. What? So this put, oh, my how, gosh. How far along were you? I was 38 weeks. So I was, I was kind of happy about it. <laughs> Deirdre, you, were, you had food poisoning while you were going through labor? No, I threw up so much that it started my labor. Okay. Wow. Could you imagine that? I could see that. It was like violent. I would. You'd had to have. You'd have to receive a purple heart after that. Yeah. What'd you name your baby? Anything that has to do with food poisoning? Puke. Oh uh, yeah. no, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing like pot roast that got me sick. And this is little puke. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, dear, that sucks, man, having to do both of those. And you know what? It just, like, it ruined the entire weekend. I had, like, a yeah. packed weekend. I had to do a movie screening. I had my friend Elisa had this big fashion show. Uh, I had a, a bridal shower yesterday. I had to miss everything. You had to bail on all of that. You should have done, done the bridal shower, at least. <laughs> Could you imagine? I felt so... <laughs> I missed uh, everything. Let me go next. Let me go next to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm happy to bother you at work. Oh, oh cool. Happy to have you. What's up, buddy? So my wife had like wretched food poisoning. I was actually falling asleep holding her hair in the bathroom. Wow. And uh, it was so bad that I was like, "That's it. We're going. We're going to the urgent care. I, we can't do this anymore." So we get there. The doctor's like, all right, basically drop trial. I'm going to give you the shot in your butt. So, of course, I'm hysterical laughing, and she's not finding it funny. Yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, no, it helped a lot, for sure. Um, <laughs> and But I swear to God, in 10 minutes, she was better. No kidding. Do you know, wow. what, what, do you know A, what kind of uh, food poisoning she had, and B, what exactly did they give her? She had, she had some sort of, like, funky fish. It was like a tuna that got jacked up, and the doctor was saying that... If the fish isn't stored at the right temperature within the right amount of time, yeah. there's a natural bacteria that starts occurring, and that bacteria is what can cause the food poisoning. Oh, that's awesome. These, like, tuna tacos, um, and, it, and it destroyed her. It was absolutely horrendous. That's actually what I found, because I, I looked it up. I was, you know, searching some stuff, and, and I found that a lot is caused by that, by not storing the meat uh, or the fish or whatever it is at the proper temperature. Mm-hmm. You had a lot yeah. of time to do research over the weekend. Well, you know what? It was actually hard for me to even uh, be on my phone or watch TV when I had that headache afterwards. You want to die. I, but I just couldn't, like, like I was sitting. The screen. Yes, the light. Like, yeah. even the TV across the room, I had to turn all the lights off. I couldn't watch TV. Hey, Kevin, so was it just uh, an anti-nausea uh, medication that they gave her, do you know? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what it did. I, it was a miracle. I mean, he, he gave it to her, and she, within a couple minutes, was like the stomach settled. Everything was fine. Hmm. And she just chugged a bunch of Gatorade after that and was like good to go with no residual effects. I mean, it was like a it was some sort of David Blaine potion. I don't know. Thanks, Kevin, because one time I had a migraine so bad I had to go to the emergency room. They gave me the stuff Dilaudid, which essentially is like heroin, it's like yeah, morphine yeah. or whatever. But they had to give me an anti nausea medication to go along with it and uh the headache didn't go away so they're going to give me another round of dilaudid and they said but we can't give you the anti-nausea again for whatever reason you can't take right. it again oh and i'm like my head's killing me i don't care they gave it to me oh my god did i vomit all over the place oh. without that anti-nausea medication so i guess they have some stuff that'll so keep okay. from puking you were know? you with a vicious migraine puking your brains out oh, it was it was <laughs> 
It was just heaven. Oh, but no, it was it was absolute agony. It was horrible. I mean, horrible. Yeah, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was looking up as I was sitting on the bathroom floor throwing up. Um, I was looking up some like remedies. So I'm like, I, no, I'm like I have this has <laughs> to like the pain in my stomach. What can I do? And yes, yeah. So you know, of course, it was like things that you can eat, and it was like coconut milk, ginger. I'm like. If I drank coconut milk right now, yes. that would be like the end of me. String bean casserole. Yeah. It'll really calm the stomach. Now, before I go to this next call, I think, first of all, you're going to get yelled at for not calling him. Oh, okay. Um, so just to let you know. <laughs> all right. But we need to get some uh, facts about this. Uh, Kathy apparently had food poisoning over the weekend, and she thinks that's what it was. So, uh, Dr. Mike Sirigliano. From Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Good morning, Dr. Mike. I, 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 I you, you get me all excited. Food <laughs> <laughs> poisoning. Call me. Yeah. Because it was at midnight, two, three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I didn't want. I wasn't going to call Did you. you then. Ever not? You called me at that time. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe eleven o'clock at night, but it was like no, it was just too late, and I knew what it was. There was nothing. I, at least I didn't think there was anything I could do. So, look, when it comes to food poisoning, and by the way, that's what I think you had, is it, 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 it comes on fairly rapidly. Yes. And, and the thing is, you do feel like you want to die because you're dehydrated, as the other caller said. Uh, what you need to do, though, is uh, so, so the, the gentleman that had his wife come in and get a shot in the butt, uh-huh. that probably was uh, some kind of uh, Zofran or some anti-emetic, as we call it, mm-hmm. because the key here is to prevent you from getting dehydrated many times. And by the way, I had salmonella, uh, and and I I was down for the count. I mean, I, I never miss a day of work, and I couldn't come in for three days. Uh, and and so you you have to stay hydrated, and if you can't, then you get IV fluids. And so you probably now now I did on Fox a, a couple of weeks ago. There, there's been a lot of outbreaks of uh, of, of salmonella with with undercooked chicken. Now you think you had chicken? Uh, yeah, I know. And I know that's what it was. Yeah. And and they can't figure out exactly where it is because it's been so widespread. Uh, and, and I kind of like sunny side up eggs. I, yes. I like them kind of kind of wet. Yep. But after doing that story, uh, you do run the risk of, of getting salmonella and then, then you can have a problem. So in the, in the food, so food poisoning. And, and in this case, are you saying that if one were able to maintain their hydration, that's the key element to feeling better quicker. I don't know how I could have maintained hydration. Nothing was staying in my well, stomach. Well, the shot or and or like an IV. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, is right, that right. right? So if you if you can't keep anything down, one, you're gonna it's gonna make you feel terrible, and you can get dehydrated and you get good and sick. So you do need to get IV fluids or get something to help you with the vomiting. But the the bottom line is, if you get hydrated, uh, usually these things will will go away on their own. Uh, uh, Sometimes you do need treatment, but there's all kinds of critters. And, and as was mentioned, yeah. you, it can be viral. It can be bacterial. Uh, but, it, but in your particular case, it sounds to me like it was the chicken, and you can get good and sick fairly quickly. We have this standing rule. Anytime your hand touches raw meat of any type, you're, praying, you're getting ready, steak ready, if you're seasoning it, your hands might get on it. Before you touch anything else, and Kathy, you know I don't, I'm not a crazy hand washer. Not like you. But when it comes to raw meat, I never, ever, ever, ever take a chance with that. Always wash my hands every single time. Love you guys. Love Love you. you. I know. I tell you, though, Preston, you know, we were talking. 
when you slide into that realm, Kathy, that you were in, you look for any any anything. break of comfort, <laughs> anything. anything. This part of the pillow right here, right oh, by the yeah. label. If I put my yeah, head yeah. right here <laughs> for a second, I feel better. Hey, I remember just staying in the bathroom, just laying on the floor, and and this was my spot. Bring me a pillow in here because I'm not going anywhere. I slept. We I had a, I had a shower stall. Yeah. So it, it didn't. It had just basically a curtain that went across it in one of my bachelor pads, <laughs> and I slept in. I Aww. just slept in the, in, shower. In the base because it was. Why not? I, I, all I had to do was crawl. If there were any accidents, I could just wash it down the drain. Yeah, but it was it. But it was a. I. It was. It's almost like when you see people coming out of like heroin. You know, like it, it's 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 so nightmarish that it, like if the sun rises in the morning when when you felt better, it was like. The clouds clear. Oh, Mike, it was... You, you've been delivered from death. It was unbelievable. And I, I got almost no relief from that entire time yes. like, as I was throwing up. Because when I wasn't, I would go back to bed. But the pain in my stomach was so terrible. You can't rest. I yeah. doze off for, I, I think it was maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was like a beeline back to the bathroom. Like yeah. I would just jump up and run back to the bathroom. Yep. Hey, I want to go to this call because I've never heard of this. Mike is an EMT and he's got kind of a hack uh, for... Uh, if you are, or if you have that extreme case of nausea, hey uh, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Um, I'm not an EMT. I am a firefighter, though. Oh. No, when my ex girlfriend got in surgery, <clears throat> the nurse and she was waking up and really um, nauseous from the anesthesia. You know the alcohol prep pads that they wipe you off with before you get like uh, a shot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They were putting that under her nose like a smelling salt almost. I guess the smell of the rubbing alcohol, and I've done it to my kids. I told people about it. I've talked to EMTs who said they do it. It's one of them. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. Okay. But um, the people it works on, it really works. Why it works, I don't know. Okay. It's you... just one of them weird things. Interesting. You bring up a good... Something to try or don't eat you know, the roadkill from a week ago. Yeah, yeah. My my mother, Thanks, when Mike. I was sick in elementary school, if we if we had if our if our stomachs were a little unsettled, she'd make us huff paint. Oh, would she? Yeah, and, and it would calm us right down. You felt a lot better. After. Just here's a sock. Here, breathe in the sock, son. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Though, anytime that I I've passed out a couple of times, and when I wake up, I feel nauseous, like I'm going to throw up. And they mm-hmm. did use the, the like the smelling salts or whatever that you know that they crack and put under your nose, whatever that's called. And that immediately took away the nausea. So I mm. wonder. It, I don't know I if can, it would help in this situation. Yeah, but I mean, can you keep doing that for seven hours? I would have had them like you know, shoved in my yeah, nose. Yeah, just from the from the uh, a hose up your nose. It, it, there's nothing like it though, and and to the that original food poisoning uh, encounter that I had, my wife and I had just started dating, <laughs> so she's I'm over at her apartment, and the parents don't know that we're um you know defying the rules of the Lord right. and, and and having sex and all that stuff, so she's she's like, dear God, this guy's going to die in my apartment, <laughs> wow, because she literally at one point thought I was dead, and then had to really work to prove that I was not. And you know me, like what was worse is like I, I don't. Of course, nobody likes throwing up, but like the smell and like I, I wouldn't open my eyes once there was throw up in the toilet because if I saw it, it would make me throw up again. You use that though. You, you. There's different tricks you use, like like like. Please, please. I'll, it's like it's like in the end when Burt Reynolds is throwing towards the shore. Just let me let me get ten minutes of sleep and I'll you know I'll oh, donate. I, I to was a charity. crying over the toilet. Like yeah. I was in the bathroom by myself, throwing up and crying. Wow. So are you? Uh, 
are you hesitant to eat anything? Or are you good right now? Not hesitant. I had okay. um, some crackers yesterday and uh, some sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they had the bluefin special. <laughs> no, but Jace had a chicken taco, and I was like, "Oh God, don't mm-hmm. come near you gotta, me with you that." You got to come back cautiously. Yeah, Do you like know what very, you very bland, yeah. and um, like this. The I have coffee this morning, and yeah. it's not really sitting so well. Would you associate with, for example, the and I had ordered chicken lo mein. They gave me pork lo mein, but I I have I have not eaten lo mein in years. I know you know. Listen, I know it, it's there it was a one off. But you, it's just so locked in your mind that you don't want to go anywhere near it. Well, I think I'm going to have a hard time. Like I, I remember last time this happened, I uh, didn't eat out for a while. Yeah. You know, of course, you're gonna you're gonna go back into it. It's just life. But well, you're uh, such a chef at home anyway. Well, no, I mean, I I kind of like had to. I was like, what grocery store? Like buying everything that I can for the house because I'm yeah. not going out for a little while. Right. Um, I want to wrap this up, but Kelly's been on hold for almost 20 minutes, so I want to go to her yeah. real quick. Uh, so let's get uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Kelly, so what happened? This is your mom's fault, right? No, my, not my mom's fault. She had the party, but it wasn't her fault. Okay. <laughs> so it was my sister's bridal shower. I'm going to say it was probably about 1990. And it was just like a potluck, you know, shower at the house. And my sister's future father-in-law made big ziti. So we all ate the ziti. Life went on, you know, Sunday night. My girlfriend and I went out drinking, came home, had another big plate of ziti. The next day we woke up and we're like, oh, like, oh, God, not feeling good, not feeling good. Right. And slowly the phone call started coming in, like, oh, Mary's sick or Kelly's sick. And we found out quick enough that we all got, like, slammed with salmonella. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, like, 40 people sick, 25 of us in the hospital. 25 to the hospital? You you took uh, up a wing. Kelly, yeah, can, you, can you eat baked ziti to this day? Are you good with it now? Well, it's funny because we didn't. You don't know what it is at the time that yeah. gets you sick. So it's sort of you don't associate what you're doing the next day with. I mean, if you got it that night and it was something, the only thing you ate. But they said it was just one egg that was mixed in with the ricotta because we had the Department of Health out and everything because um. there were so many people sick. And I'm telling you guys, for weeks and months, we couldn't. Her wedding party looked like just white zombies. It was horrible. Kelly, was, sec, second grade, Grace L. Hubs uh, Elementary School, the cafeteria. They, they serve ziti. I vomited my brains out. I didn't eat it for another 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. It's a cautionary tale, man. But, uh, you know, it's all in the in the preparation process. Not all, but some of it can be. But like our, our one caller said, it could be E. coli, salmonella. These are like a whole yeah, laundry right. list of, of things that could be the problem. So who knows? Uh, but you know what? Wash it down with a little beer and you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are excited to welcome back into our studio a live performance, and we love live performances. Uh, she was here a while back to uh, uh, to show us her uh, her chops. Her chops. And we were very very chops impressed. were shown, and chops have been shown, and they were continue to be shown. But we were really really impressed, and uh, she's back. Please welcome Dorothy to yeah. our studio. Yeah. This morning. Good to see you, Dorothy. Good to see you guys. How have you been? I've been busy. I know. I know. That's a good thing, right? Yes. That's cool. Yes, well, living the dream. Can't complain. That's cool. And you guys are currently on tour with uh, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yes. So we've got two young groups together uh, playing all over the place. We and love them. Can't they're get enough. So, yeah. It's it, so great. It's a bit of a phenomenon. As as we perceived you, you know, and, and your, your story, you know, uh, 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 such a great rock sound that, uh, and the pairing seems... Perfect. They're like our soulmate band. Yeah, That's right. Because I know you, you're you're a fan of going back. You used to listen to your 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 dad's records, and and you know you you indoctrinated into into great rock bands. And, and I think everyone says, of course, that's the that's the Led Zeppelin sounding band. But I think that they're. It's a continuation of the sound. It's not a ripoff. Yes. And and you are in the in the in the, the the style and sound of some of the great rock bands. But it's it's an extension of the sound. And it's it's really cool. Yeah, somebody's got to keep doing it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Don't live forever, but it, the music does. Yeah, and sometimes it appears bleak for for rock, and then you guys come along. And it's like, oh, here we go. And and the station celebrating its fiftieth birthday. You know, it's so it's 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 still got a pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is cool. Happy birthday. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> you've been working with Linda Perry, and uh, she is your manager, yes. correct? And also produced your your latest album. Mm-hmm. 28 Days in the Valley, by the way. She is a, a legend, an absolute legend, a songwriter, singer. Uh, and so what's it like working with her? Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I learned so much. You know, we did everything live with the band. And uh, it was just, you know, it was hard at times. I don't think anyone slept. And we, like, turned <laughs> through it really fast. So so every ta- every track was live? Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Everybody was together in her studio in the room playing these guys uh played on the record and, and wrote on the songs and uh, uh this is owen barry and this is eli wolfmeyer morning yes. guys Woo! morning guys owen and eli <laughs> drummers and bass players always get to sleep in you know they, they may not get the glory but damn it they get the rest i'm just gonna air horn we're up you have to be up yeah <laughs> You talk about Linda Linda Perry, and I was reading a, an interview with you, and you said that you um, you guys were working on a song, and you went like across the street to get a cup of coffee. When you came back, she had already put everything together. Oh yeah, that was um, that was down to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to Whole Foods, and I just <laughs> I was like, I'll be right back. It's too early for me. Yeah. And I come back, and it was like, we have an idea. <laughs> I'm like, great, cool. So yeah. down to the bottom happened really fast. That's cool. I did this record. It just it's just very like, you know, serendipitous. You're describing this this uh, the sound is a little bit more um I, I don't know. How would you describe it? a little more uh, I don't say flowy. upbeat, but but a little more flowy, lighter. Flowy. Yeah, lighter, lighter more yeah. Feminine. Uh we you know, I don't want to make the same record twice. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I like when artists evolve. I think it's I think it's brave. And so I wanted to evolve and it was time. So 
but it's still right within the the Dorothy wheelhouse. So yeah, it's not it's, it's not it's like you're there. yeah. It's, like we'll always do stuff within the wheelhouse. Like yeah, our you know we'll have fans that maybe don't listen to the second record and it's just not their thing but most of them are like i really dig this you know right and then what happens is live when we play a live show it's very dynamic we can do after midnight and get the you know er. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah get no that's cool out and then like have have just like a psychedelic trip which we want people to feel good at mm. the end of the day well you got a nice fan base here in philadelphia you've we had love, good experiences haven't you yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, there's a song I understand on the album called Philadelphia, but it really doesn't oh, have to do with Philadelphia. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't well, know. Well, actually. <laughs> and here we go. There was, well, okay. I'm just going to not. <laughs> what? It's about, what? A, it's about a guy from Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, that's good. All right. Okay. Nothing happened, though. Is that guy in this room right now? <laughs> no. Is All it right. Preston? <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Talk later. <laughs> yeah. Um, um uh, yeah, no, you don't. You'd rather not explain. No, it's fine. Uh, okay. Nothing happened. We were just texting and stuff, and and he's cute, and you know. All right. <laughs> we were in the middle of making the album, so everything. There's me eating pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a picture huge. of Dorothy at Lorenzo's oh, yeah. in front of the MMR <laughs> banner, having one of their gigantic slices of pizza. I missed that. I think I put that coat in the dryer, and it <laughs> oh, turned oh, into. Oh, no. Are you kidding? Oh man, dude! I've put so many things in dryers that are gone <laughs> that were part of my wardrobe that I'm very sad about. And I think that that coat, I, I think that could be a song material, yes, right? Yeah, there. dryer <laughs> is Bad the next experience yeah. with the dryer. Put my ex boyfriend in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey. but, but we were just texting. <laughs> we were just texting, and um, bless you. Yeah, and, thank you. And you know, I you know, it just it made for really good content. Nothing happened though. Are, are you single? Do, <laughs> You obviously have to pull off life experiences, but are are there are you know there's some some artists who really just you know I mean not to say you're Taylor Swift, but the Taylor Swift is is, is the um, is is the the model of someone who appears to go through relationships just to generate new material. Yeah, right. Whatever, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, yeah. If and, he screws you over, you're going in a song. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I there agree. you go. Yeah. She didn't name anybody. Yeah, but, right. You know, when you're that public, it's like not hard to like connect the dots. Connect the dots, right. right? Yeah, but you know, all right. So, so you obviously, can write about your life experiences, but then you can also write about um, the idea. Of life experiences, yeah. right? Um, so you might it might be just sort of an, an abstract thought, right? Yeah, hence okay. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I think about the Rolling Stones writing a lot of songs about the working man. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time those guys had to work a nine to five job? Yeah, mm-hmm. but but they wrote songs that were true to what the working man was was experiencing. Right. You know, but um, they weren't necessarily themselves. Keith Richards. They had was a couple a- of working men come into the studio, <laughs> yeah, tell me right. about your day. They asked yeah. him what it was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, All kinds of influences. You never know where they come from. Yeah, yeah. True. Well, I was uh, also reading you, you in in personality. You say you are probably most like Steven Tyler. Do you still believe Dude, that? I and, love him. Yeah, like he's my spirit animal. We're mm-hmm. both Aries. I f- I feel like I want to channel his energy when I'm on stage. And actually, last night someone kind of said. You remind me of Steven Tyler, but a woman. Ah, oh, that's like, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He, In yeah. what way? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so he doesn't people... even look like Steven Tyler anymore. But but in in attitude and the way he projects. He, awesome. he he thinks he's uh, well. And I think we all think he's kind of like the quintessential rock guy, you know, front man. He's and, on fire. Yeah, I don't know where his energy comes from, but I listen to the uh, uh, live in Berlin. Yeah, uh, record all the time on my phone, and 
the vocals. I mean, he's insane. It's amazing stuff. So people, uh, they they get an opportunity to talk to you, and they they want to give you a compliment, and then they you know they have you know a, a few minutes to think about all right, what is the one thing I'm going to say to Dorothy? And you remind me of Steve Ty- Steven Tyler, <laughs> but a girl. I take it. Is that is that the weirdest? That. I'm sure you've heard weirder, right? Uh, actually, someone last night asked me if I was married yet. Okay. Oh, and that's I said, no, obviously. <laughs> yeah. See a ring on my finger? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What woman doesn't love to hear that question? Are you married yet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, listen. Thank you. The clock's ticking. <laughs> I would like to see it. We're going to get a couple songs out of you guys. What would you like to do first, Dorothy? Pretty when you're high. All right. Ah. Pretty when you're high, Dorothy on MMR. Here we go.
Amazing. Wow. Dorothy on 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I'm always, I'm, I'm hesitant to bring up um, other bands when I hear bands performing their their uh, their original music, but you can't help but but pick some influences out. Oh, yeah. Are you a Black Crows fan? Because no, I, you, really, I mean, not a not fan, but yeah. just not didn't really get into them. Not okay. an influence. Yeah, because I I hear that that bluesy. I mean, listen, rocks loaded with blues, and yeah. and uh, and that's where the origins are from. But some people do it with a little more. You know, a little more emotion, a little more uh, real gut, and a little traditional feel, and that song definitely has that in it. Thanks. Yeah. One of, one of the, our favorite interviews, we interviewed Dolly Parton years ago, oh. and love Dolly Parton. I know you do as well. I love her. And did you start to uh, develop a yodeling skills because of Dolly Parton? No, no, that was like when I was six. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually learned how to sing through country music. Through country music, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and she's well, phenomenal. She's 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 my mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, be real. She's my mom. <laughs> so much. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> no, literally. Like, how cool are our fans too? I was like, we were in Nashville, and there were these Dolly Parton Saint candles, uh, and they at a coffee shop, and they wouldn't sell them to me. And I'm like, well, then don't put them out because you're just teasing people. Yeah, right. And I like took a picture, and a fan brought me one. It was so sweet. Oh, that's oh. very cool. Yeah. Have, have you ever met or get uh, gotten the chance to uh, you know to be yes. in their proximity? Okay, yes, what was I that have. like? It was great. Did your fan girl out? I was out? scared. Yeah. I was shaking. No, <laughs> no, we talked. You know, yeah. we talked about life and. She was very, very kind, and um, yeah, you know, how much can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it out? Yeah. Is it out? What's this? What? Is it out? Yeah. I did a song with her. Oh! For a movie, and um, oh, that's so awesome! A movie that Jennifer Aniston produced, and Linda Perry produced the soundtrack, and Whoa. okay, uh, get off tour. And I'm exhausted. I don't know what planet I'm on. And uh, the next day, I have a session with Dolly Parton. Yeah. So no big deal. And I'm like... I think I need a Xanax right now. Wow. <laughs> like, my pulse. Yeah. It was just like, but it was amazing, you know? And then all of a sudden in the studio, we're together and we start singing this song. And she's like, oh, you got a great voice. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. She's so awesome. Uh, so it's it's for a movie? Yeah. And can you uh, indicate what that is yet? Yeah. She's getting a thumbs up from her manager. Dumpling. Dumpling. Is the movie or the song? All right. Dumpling. Jennifer Aniston's behind Dumpling. All right. I think we just got this. It was an honor to work with her. Well, we talk about her all the time because if you you look like, and I I know Rolling Stone was very kind to, uh, to you guys when you, rightfully so, when you came on the scene, the magazine, but in their history of rock and roll and in her section. The amount of five star albums and the amount of songs she's written, and it'd be a shame if people didn't realize she's incredible. How amazing she was! She is incredible. What's, is. what's the name of the song? Uh, two doors down. Okay. So, so wait a minute. Two doors down. We're laughing and drinking and having yep. a party. Yes, we do. Two it. doors down. They're Duet. not aware that I'm round. Yeah, he knows it. Yeah, I know that song. Two doors yeah. down. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, cool. It's a great song. Wow. Good for you. Maybe Preston, you could sing on the next yes, one. Yes, of course. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Two doors down. They're laughing and drinking and having a party. Yeah, Preston, get it, Preston. Two doors yeah, down. Preston. Not aware <laughs> that I'm round. I thought you were going to harmonize with me. Oh, no. That costs money. I was so off key. Yeah, even Dorothy couldn't hold it. Uh, no, wow. I was terrified, but but at the same time, very humbled. It yeah. was amazing. What, wow. what, what do you like to uh, to compose on, uh, guitar or piano? You know what? Acoustic guitar. Yeah. I'm not as good as these guys. They're great. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a piano. I, I moved. I sold it. But, um, and sometimes I'll just sing and just get, you know, my phone out. And uh, But a lot of the times it's uh, Linda will sit down with me with a guitar. She's obviously got 
more knowledge about chords and you know yeah, song yeah. structure than I do. And she'll inspire something, and boom, we'll have like the verse, and right away, it's it's great. Have you ever put right something on, on a phone and lost it? Who is it? Was it from Metallica? No. Who who yeah, lost it? Was it? Kirk Hammett. Yeah, Hammett. Yeah, Hammett. Hammett lost like an entire album material. worth of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put it on your phone. No, I, what I do is I. Uh, Maybe I get the voice memo on my phone, and then I'll just like open up GarageBand, okay, and just live live vocals and yeah. strum the guitar, and just lay it down there and send it to her. Or that's great, know. yeah, yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's get another song from you. What would you like to perform this time? Well, let's do our single "Flawless" and see how it, how I do. We got you know we had a show in Baltimore last night with Greta, and <laughs> <clears throat> you're sounding great. All of you can get a great sleep, job. Yeah. Four hours of sleep, so you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dorothy on MMR. Yeah.
Dorothy, 93.3 WMMR. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to that song yesterday. <laughs> it was amazing. I had a, a loner car, and it was a convertible, and I listened to that song, which, you know, top down. Yes. It, it, that song you could actually listen to in, in any condition, but top down, you know. And it's not on the steering wheel. 76 degree, beautiful sunny day. It was awesome. You should put the picture up of you in the. Oh, uh, yeah, put your picture up yeah, of me. This will rock your world, oh, though. You're going to love this. Uh, by just, uh, yeah, well, I had to take a picture just to, you know, I had to seize the Let's day. See it. It, was, it was a loner car because his car was in for repairs and he doesn't have a convertible, so he was very excited that he had there a convertible. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Ooh. He's topless, too. Yeah. Nice car. <laughs> so uh, I just got a text from my buddy who uh, he and I both, I, I love female singers, I love them. Uh, and we, we both have a. Um, uh, a love for the Sundays, uh, and, wow. and yeah, I just and so he texted me and wanted me to tell you that that you're amazing. I, I agree. You sound thank you. Tell great. him thank yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> Brian. She says thank you. Tell, tell him <laughs> that he needs to one up you on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on that. Okay, nice. Uh, Twenty eight days in the valley is the uh, the name of the album that is out. We are so up on the 19th, excited about so. that. Oh, it's Good. so cool. Ooh. We're so happy you're, you were on the show a while ago, and and we all kind of. It, a sense of pride about you guys are doing so well. It's so cool to see you flourish. Well, you've it. helped so much, and we're so grateful. Oh, our pleasure. Well, you guys keep cranking out the great music. We'll oh, have yeah. no problem helping you out. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, and thank you to Owen and Eli, yes. and, uh, her uh, musicians Thanks, in the guys. studio Cheers. this morning. Great to see you. Thank you, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Have a great time, all right? Go yeah. get some sleep. Dorothy. Wow. Just amazing music. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. we got more guests. Don't stray too far. You. Why do you ask? The Pretty Reckless. She said the world does not belong to you. Greta Van Fleet. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. I got to work on the beginning of my, and now, because that's how I know he starts it off. It's bizarre. Anytime the words glued fake teeth appear on a bit on the Bizarre File, you know it's going to be strange. Sheriff's deputy and skydiving instructor Alex Cocker has a one-of-a-kind partner who's jumped from a plane with him four times. He happens to be a 75-pound dog named Duke, and Duke is 21 jumps short of receiving an honorary skydiving license. Wow. Yeah, this is at a place called West Tennessee Skydiving. It's the only place in the country where you can fall from at least 28,000 feet in the air, and that's called a halo jump. So what does he do? Do the stick throw out of the open door in the plane? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people from all over the world come there just to fulfill their dangerous wish. Uh, and the instructor, Kevin Hallbrook, said uh, you're falling roughly 70 to 80 percent faster than the normal skydive speed. You're on a blind faith because you have to uh, hope that you're really where you need to land. As Duke makes history as the first and only dog skydiver at his location, he can also make history as the first dog with a license. Now, if approved by the Parachute Association, Duke would be able to be allowed to jump without a human. Really? Yes. He's just got to remember to pull the ripcord, I guess. Uh, Cocker doesn't know if that's ever been done before, 
Uh, like many skydiving instructors, Cocker is ex-military. It's not unusual for military-trained canines to go airborne with their trainers, but Cocker says Duke is a bit different. He said he's a pet, he's not a military dog, and he's also a bit large. Uh, he says he knows Duke enjoys the jumps because his ears point straight up. He also says Duke <laughs> loves riding in the car. What are you watching? Well, no, it's, his ears point straight up because of the wind, <laughs> right? Well, even when he's just standing there, his ears are, yeah, yeah. Terminal velocity. He says uh, Duke loves riding in the car with his head sticking out of the window, which is the same kind of feeling as a skydive. No. No, not really. But if you want to think that, that's okay. I think it'd be awesome if a dog was skydiving solo. Does Duke have an actual automobile license? Uh, That I'm not sure of. He might. He's a pretty extraordinary dog. Uh, Sydney Allen of Clearwater, Florida, uh, who's 20 years old, Quietly got her nipples pierced back in June as a birthday gift from her sister. They both decided to keep the piercing a secret and to definitely keep their parents from knowing. Alan told BuzzFeed that her mom is a bit conservative on appearances and hates tattoos and piercings. And she said, since I don't usually have my shirt off, I thought it would be very easy to keep the secret. And that was until Alan went in for a routine checkup on Tuesday for the alignment on her spine. And since she has syringylomyla, or I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, is a rare condition that can build up spinal fluid in the spinal cord. Doctors took a procedural x-ray of her spine. Yeah. And Alan did not know that the x-rays would make all metals visible in the image results. Oh, wow. Yeah. In fact, uh, experts in the field advise patients to remove their piercings in case they cover or distort the radiographs. She said, my mom saw my piercings as soon as the x-ray popped up, and the doctor and I started laughing hysterically. She said her mom grew silent, staring at the extremely clear metal rods projected on the computer screen, and then said, we'll discuss this later. <laughs> what about the kettlebell that was attached to her labia? Uh, and Alan had added uh, she was visibly upset. Well, they didn't they, they didn't, didn't go that low. They didn't yeah. Uh, yeah, x-ray that far down. So on an x-ray, you couldn't have this... And go through an MRI, right? You Correct. Yeah. yeah you Your take, nipples will get ripped all, off. Yeah, all metals have to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she said, I was initially terrified when the x-ray came up, but she ended up being pretty understanding since no one can tell unless I show them. Yeah. Alan said that her mom now finds the entire event and Twitter spectacle funny. She said the picture does make her laugh now. My buddy in college had, he had like a hip injury or something like that. Yeah. And so he was playing, uh, I believe, soccer at the time. And so he had an x-ray and the x-ray was hanging up on the board in the training room. Well, as a result, you could see his wang in this in the x-ray. You could yeah. see the whole outline of his wang that just hung up there for hours and hours for people to look at. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. Nice. Back to you, Preston. All right. Uh, hey, bud. Nice wang. <laughs> I, I love this story. It's a woman out of Alabama. Uh, her Halloween fun turned into a nightmare in a medical emergency. Uh, Anna, too, is her name. Says the fake teeth that she put in would not come out. Steve, they're big fangs. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> she said it went on and on. And I mean, I continuously tried to get them out. And after it was over with, <laughs> I tried up till 2 a.m. And it's like they wouldn't budge. I even took a pair of wire cutters and cut the tips off of those. So this was like a, a, a Halloween costume, right? Yeah, that's it. Her Halloween right. fun yeah. turned into a nightmare. Two says that she used the glue that came with the teeth. Oh, my God. But she says the adhesive wasn't temporary. <laughs> she says she was in excruciating pain. They're like Nosferatu oh, teeth. 
and right. they're and this, really long and sharp. This dental glue that they include with a lot of these things actually is is too good. Uh, she says she was in excruciating pain but wasn't sure whether to go to the emergency room. Eventually, she found an emergency dentist who could help. <laughs> Dr. John Murphy was able to rescue two and her teeth on Saturday. It's great. Uh, just the natural state of your teeth, the doctor said, and your gums can sometimes cause something to adhere and get stuck. Two says that she learned a lesson, and one day she hopes that we'll save others from this issue. And she says she will never put anything like that in her mouth again. <laughs> Last year, there was a story about someone with fairly pronounced vampire, that where the, the fangs go over the lower lip. They're oh, always, and they got locked in there with that glue. Mm. All right, and uh, we'll do one more uh, story that involves uh, the supernatural since we're around Halloween. Uh, some people believe in ghosts, and other people date them. Back in December. <laughs> A British woman, uh, Amethyst Realm, uh, told the British TV show ITV This Morning that she cheated on her fiancé with a ghost. We understand that you've had a relationship with a ghost. Do tell! And has since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least 20 ghosts. Well, now, in a more recent interview, she says... She's become engaged to a ghost. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. She says that she and her see-through lover got engaged during a trip to celebrate their nine-month relationship at England's Wookiee Hole Caves. Yeah, we had the Wookiee Hole Caves when the ghost lover got down on his knee and proposed. Well, no, she said there was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. Oh. Is he a a specter, a protagonist? She didn't indicate what type of celestial being. A phantom, perhaps? Uh, But but for the first time, she said, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She said it was Uh... deep, sexy, and real. Isn't this great? Uh, <laughs> here at the Wookiee Hole? This is something I would assume only the Mrs. Wookiee would see. The 30-year-old says she met her spooky match, who doesn't have a name, uh, during a work trip to Australia in February. I have you on mind working with a ghost. Uh, Realm says that her friends and family have embraced her unusual engagement, and now she is planning her big day as a pagan ceremony. Oh, that's great. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Nick, can you look up Wookiee Hole Caves? You bet. For me, I am curious as to what that is. Apparently, I assume it's Harry. It's a real place in England, but uh, Wookie is spelled W-O-O-K-E-Y. Oh, not like Chewbacca. No, not not like Chewbacca. Um, Famous caves and so much more. Uh, so they, they, it's like a uh, you know caverns. Yeah, like, like legitimate caves. Yeah, but they've uh, they've turned it into an attraction. next to the C three PO mountains. Yeah, they uh, there are <laughs> fall activities there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they got a camp. They oh, the they, Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. Yeah, Nick's going to click on the Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. And, yeah, sure enough, it's, it's yeah. Oh, cool. They have it set up there. You can go tour with staircases and so forth going down into the cave. Also, for some reason, they have the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cam. Do you think that's where they got the name Wookiee? Uh, it's, for the, uh, well, for the George Lucas wrote it. Yeah. It's oh, possible. And, and they age cheese in the cave. That's why they have the cheese cam. Just like they do. <laughs> Look Look at all the action as the cheese ages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Steve is just static. Yeah, a picture of picture cheese. Of cheese. Yeah. Oh, the lights change colors. I Nick. see. Yeah. Uh, is that a cheese cave thing happening today? We'd like to come. I want to propose to my ghost lover. You know what? A band name or, yeah, it could be the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good We name. are the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. Mm-hmm. All right, I will take a break. We'll get back in a second, and we will do the lesson question, Trash and Music News. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. 
you can stream us live. Get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. There are dating terms that come up every other day now, from ghosting to catfishing to whatever. Could it is, you survive man. in this dating atmosphere oh, the, these days? No. Thank God. Yeah. I'm happily, and you're happily married <laughs> too. But now, there. Have you guys ever heard of curving before? No. Okay, Kathy, you ever hear of curving? No. This is. You ever hear of felching? This no. is <laughs> curving. I've heard of felching. felching yeah, uh, but curving, I had not have heard. This is this is dumb because these are just. These are just things that are now getting a name. Things that have been used and done already, and now oh, they're okay. just... They're being classified They now. have a label on yeah. them. It's not so, a new phenomenon. Now, to curve means to reject, but there's an art to it, apparently. It has it has overtones of ghosting, too. Yeah, it's not quite ghosting, because ghosting is just where you cut off communication. So quality curvers know how to come off polite, walking that fine line between being submissive and simply being casual. So texting someone who never asks you any questions, that's a curver, or receiving an, oh, sorry, I just saw this reply a day late. It says, sorry, you've been curved. Or if the thumbs up or shaka emoji. What's shaka? I don't know. Were a person, it would be a curver. Is that like the high? Oh, the hands that are moving? Is that what that means? Yeah, like we, I'll send that to my friends if I've texted or called. And I haven't received anything back. That's like a, hey, hi, I'm where still are you? Here. I'm still here. Okay. Just right. felching. <laughs> just felching. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. So this is just a way to lightly ghost. To it, You're you're sending, It's you're not as overt about it. You're yes. not just bringing down the curtain immediately. You're starting to tactfully or un, inartfully uh, ignore people. Right. Exactly. Has have you heard of anyone breaking up now via text? We've heard of that, right? Yes. Yeah. Ever heard of anybody breaking up via emoji before? <laughs> <laughs> like you have to figure out the code. Right. Yeah. Did, the emoji code did he just break up with me? It's had to have happened, right? I have no doubt. <laughs> I, I don't. This is over. I doubt we'll hear of anybody uh, doing that or calling in with a story, but I've got to believe that that's happened before. Uh, if there's a way to break up, someone's done it. Yeah. I think you'd probably do it if you're in a more vitriolic situation where you're. You're pissed off, mm-hmm. and you want to be creative. Wait, who got the uh, the FedEx letter? Somebody got a FedEx breakup FedEx letter. Yeah, I want to say nickel? it was some in some way connected to Belarus. Either Belarus somebody, FedEx to breakup something when you absolutely have to break up overnight. I don't know what it was, but it was like yeah, it was like almost like a certified mail came. Wow, <laughs> and well, that's the, what it was. One of the classic stories, Kathy, is um, Daniel Day Lewis. As the rumor goes, years ago, uh, and this is when faxing was still something. Broke up faxed by over. a fax. <laughs> faxed over a breakup. Wow, I miss faxes. Um, so this says, unlike ghosters, curvers are going to give you a text back, but don't expect more than that. Curvers will continue to engage with you. All the while giving you that sinking feeling that they'd rather be doing anything else. So they're being nice, but... But they're also not being nice. They're not just committing and saying, listen, I would prefer not to have any exposure to you whatsoever. Right, like they're kind of entertaining you, but in their responses... I could not hate you more. Yeah, it might be clear that they're not interested. Um, Yeah, yeah, they're they're giving vague Mm -hmm. hints that that this isn't working out. And uh, however, a ghoster just flat out does not return any... Uh, texts or calls or right, anything, and they right. don't respond at Let all. Let me ask you, when you get to, when you text someone, mm-hmm. 
Uh, are you one of these people who starts to get pissed off if you don't receive a text back quickly? No. Okay. And, be- and the reason being is because I am guilty of not texting back in a timely fashion. <laughs> Part of the reason is because I may be in the middle of something. I may get a text message here at work. I'll look real See quick it, at it, yep. and then I'll, I'll read it. Yeah, I'll get back to that later, and I'll see. And Forget in the meantime, I'll get four or five other text messages from other mm-hmm. people, and it goes down the line. And it's not, it's it's marked as already read, and I'll mm-hmm. forget about it. I will yeah. tell you this. It happens a lot If to it me. takes a long time for me to get back to you, it's because I've, I put you, I prioritize you ahead of everyone, and, oh, I want to take some time when I get back to you. Yeah. I want to, I want to actually, you know, I want to take some time with this, and I invariably end up waiting at the longest for those people. So if I get right back to you, I could care less about it. I, no, no, no. I, I do wait a little while before I um, will text back. If I don't get a response. And it usually, you know, I take into account what people are doing. All right, sure, they, you want to be respectful of the term. Or, yeah. or whatever. But sure. I, I, I learned this. That you guys know Mike from Steak'em Up. Uh, yes. He texts me all the time. And if I don't text him back in a certain amount of time. He, he and, and I What's that? He calls? No, 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 no. no. And, and I love this. Cause, and I use it all the time now. He'll text me back and I'll just go. Good talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so I use that all the time now. Nice. Yeah, Next. good talk. Uh, the shaka emoji, by the way, is the the Hawaiian symbol for. Uh, it's not waving. It's yeah. the, the, hang loose. That's yeah, hang loose. Hang loose. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So that, yeah, that's shaka. Is that okay. like call me? Oh, well, you know what? In this case, it's like this. It's the pinky to the mouth. Yeah. and the thumb to the to the ear. So that's call me. Oh, so that, all right. I, so there's words. one that is call me right there, and then the, there's one right above it, which is hang loose. Yeah. So yeah, I guess oh, sign. one is call me, and one it's not the right. same. So Depending the, on the which thumb, way. Ah. The thumb ver- directly up with the pinky jutting out perpendicular. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Screw emojis. Uh, yeah. That's that's too much work. And, unless there's a dictionary that says this not only means this, but can also mean that. Do as you, an adjective, it means this. As a noun, it means that. Do you know who had emojis Shut as well? Up. Who? The ancient Egyptians. They did. Look what Who happened. They're all dead. They're all gone. <laughs> That's a society that faded away. Yeah. yeah. Look what happened. Well, wow. Suck um, at ancient Egypt. How, how about this as far as the, uh, the dating world goes and things start getting a little bit more serious? Okay. And uh, it's time to say the I love you phrase. You say it uh, and <laughs> either, <laughs> either you don't hear it back or it's said to you. And you don't say it back to someone. Hmm. That's the have you ever you had that? Oh, I'm sure we've all had that situation. at some point. Have we not? Mm-hmm. I n- no. I love you, mommy. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> I uh, told a girl I loved her. I love you, and she responded back with, "No, you don't." Ooh. I was like, no, yeah, what, totally you Forrest do. Gump? You don't yeah. know what love is, Forrest. That's kind of what it was. Because you're stupid. You yeah. know, you're very stupid. You've been stupid your whole life. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're literally. <laughs> your boy's right. You're, right you're clinically a, a, an imbecile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, great talking to you, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Uh, how did you respond to that? Um, I, I don't necessarily know what I said, but I know I thought, like, yes, I do. And why, why are you saying it back? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember, felt confident in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's only there's only been two girls that I've said that I love you to and really? yeah, one That's of it? them I'm married to, yeah. Wow. And uh, I remember the, you know when you the <laughs> first time I know Nick, you said you, you said it to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but I uh, love everybody. Nick just said it in Manja. <laughs> uh, I love this. Jules. I love you. I love Jules. Yeah. But I remember about to say it being scared, very scared. I'm so scared. I hope that I hear this back and I'm not Making a fool of myself, you know what I mean. Did you say it first to Rochelle? 
Um, Listen, I have something to tell you. It's wonderful that you love me, but I'm not like the other girls. I don't remember exactly. You don't remember first in our relationship. Yeah, she would remember. I told. Fifty-two, three or four. Yeah, girls. Yeah, but I. Uh, Claire, I was e- it was easy. My wife, I was easy to tell her. I love you. I'm, I love you. I love you. Well, uh, I was reading an article, and it's uh, it, it it it's from the Just Saying Institute, and it says <laughs> five best things about hearing "I love you" back that'll warm your heart real quick. Ah, uh, love you. I love you. I um, love you more than ice cream. <laughs> um, this says uh, you see that you're on the same page, and yes, it's one of these. Okay, uh, right. yeah, it's where just, it's just beyond lame. Yes. But I love that they take the time to do these. When someone says "I love you back," we're on the same page. It can be an indicator that you're both on the same page. We're, we're on the same page. Uh, when it comes to your feelings uh, for each other, I love you. Uh, the person who wrote this said, "I don't know about you, but I personally struggle with confirmation in my relationships." I have this need to know for sure that the other person is just as invested in me as I am in them, so I feel like I'm protecting my heart. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, listen, that is never going to happen. Someone's always more into the other person. I want to protect my heart. So who's who's more into who, Kathy, you or your husband? Clearly him. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all he has to get. Uh, She said, I've been the person who cares more in a relationship, and I didn't like it. Or I've been, she said. Uh, sometimes I feel like I still am, but every time I hear my boyfriend say, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. It shows It shows me we feel the same way about each other. Do you think in a relationship there is a sort of vacillating, maybe one, like, Rochelle loves you a little bit more for a period and back and forth. Not, not, that, it's, not it's that there's a demonstrable difference, but I know sometimes when I am like, I am golden, uh-huh. like, Claire loves the f out of me. Um, I've been doing. I've been doing. I've been. I've been a good husband. No, as far as far as the word love goes, love. no, it's a it's a core feeling. Yes, um, so I know. A, I, you it's know, a she core emotion. You. So no, yeah. are there times when I'm driving her freaking crazy and she yeah. can't stand me? Yes, of course. Yeah. But she is in love with me, and the same as I. So, is, is there a time you know. when you when you feel a little extra in? Sure. Yes. Yeah. And absolutely. that's what I'm talking about. When right? you feel when you feel lovey dovey yeah. right afterwards. At, yes. I'm yeah. gonna get a towel. <laughs> that's it. I'm gonna oh. wipe some of that lovey dovey off your back. <laughs> get that copper off your back. <laughs> wipe that copper oh, off your back. My. <laughs> <laughs> you got lovey dovey in your hair. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another reason you There's like it. There's a lovey stain on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Please send us pictures of your lovey-dovey uh, here to the President Steve Shell. Uh, here you go. It says you're also, you're suddenly more comfortable with each other. Uh, before- I don't know how it could be more, like, we always talk about the scene and this is 40. When, uh, yeah, when he says, I got some in my butt, you gotta look at it. Yeah, yeah. that is a level of comfortability oh, that, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, it, it takes a while to work up to. This says, before acknowledging your head over heels for each other, you may feel the need to be in tip top shape at all times, saying all the right things, holding back the not so nice truth from time to time because you want to seem perfect in their eyes. Far too many people talk, balk at being honest from the start. They're afraid of being rejected for speaking their truth. They don't want to be hurt. Uh, relationship expert uh, Susan Winter uh, from Elite Daily. 
But once those three words have been said, it's suddenly like all the pressure's off and you can be your normal self. So after you go through the I love you exchanges, it's easier to, you know, fart in front of your significant other. Yes. And so forth. Well, Gary Shanley used to have a joke like about that where he said he finally told his girlfriend he loved her because he was tired of holding in the gas. Right. Yeah. It's, it's similar yeah. to that. And yeah. they say that there's some legitimacy. Sure, to that. sure. Uh, number three, another reason why it's great to hear I love you back is you start making plans. We can make plans. Yes. <laughs> Let's go buy produce. Uh <laughs> Meredith Golden, dating coach. Well, and she's a genius. An online dating expert told Elite Daily that someone who truly loves you talks about your future together. Not like where you are eating dinner next week, but a vacation three to six months out. So you can start to talk right, a little more right. long term. Okay. Do you have long term? I do with Claire all the time about, you know, the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vacations and things. Uh, yes. And plans. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, we, dude, we have, you know, we wrote our wills together. Yeah, I mean, sure. We, we, we've so we planned this all the way out. Yeah, we're talking retirement now. You yeah, know? yeah. There's all kinds of uh, things that you have to. Talk about. <laughs> we're retiring. You're retiring? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm you have that, to plan for the future. You have to plan for the future. And if Listen, you don't love that person, yeah, I love do you. That. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I want to burn your body when you're dead. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, to put eye drops in your food. <laughs> We've talked about that, too. Putting any drops in your food? No. Killing your spouse. No, about, oh. like, okay, so... Life yeah. insurance. And who's going to take care of you and all that stuff? Honestly. Morbid, morbid stuff. You, like, remember if, if, Terry Schiavo? Yes. If you're in a relationship and you, mm-hmm. you've got to... Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Let's start that, in a different direction. That brought back a pretty wild visual in my There's head. There's a hashtag you don't see. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, so, uh, and this this is extended to our friends as well because we've decided with our best friends that we're going to start looking at retirement homes now mm. so that we can all be together in the same retirement home and party our asses off. I love off, that. Uh, that one with like life. the tiki bar out by you. Totally. Just set, done. Yep. That's yeah. where you need Great to go. Great news, they got tiramisu today. Yeah. <laughs> um, rev up the golf cart. Let's head over to the center. It says, uh, making plans for your future together is one of the most telling signs that you and your bae are in it for the long haul. I love you, bae. If you don't make any plans in the future, even the near future, it's clear that they may not think your relationship is going to last. You've been in relationships that you just knew weren't going to go the distance, right? Of course. Yeah. It's part of, you know, if you're up front and you are both having fun in what you're doing, that's okay. But you it's... It's horrible to mislead someone. Yes. It's horrible to tell someone you love them when you don't. Yep. You know? Yeah. No, and, and listen, it all depends on where you are in life, too. Right. And uh, at an earlier stage what of life. What state you're in. Sometimes you're, you're, Ohio. Ready, you're ready to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, and you can see it's heading, It's not going to be long term, but you, you know, you see how long you can go until it fizzles out. I don't know. It's complicated. Yes, it's stupid. Easy. It's just the Just Saying Institute. All right, here's another reason why hearing I love you back uh, <laughs> is a good thing. Um, you start having I love you more fights. Oh, that's just so cute. I love you. No, I love you more. I love you more. It's that whole thing. No, you're probably right. You probably do. Yeah. Uh, but it says they're so real, those I love you more fights. After both of you say I love you, you might even replace... I love you too with I love you more. It's like, yeah, you probably do. <laughs> it happens. In a relationship, you know what? people, you're you, know, right. you know, there's one who always loves, and you're probably the one who loves me. They say that, you know, uh, it, it's bound to happen. As with that, they say, you know, you, parents do have a child that they tend to 
Yeah, it's our favorite. Like a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it says that um, it does happen. And while the two of you may constantly be trying to win these fights, they're actually quite enjoyable and cheesy. Uh, and your your friends, by the way, love sitting around while you get into those fights. <laughs> those, those fights have a phase. And then that phase ends. Uh, yes. Okay. Then they become the I hate you fights. Uh, I while hate these, you before you, you know it, you're talking to a guy who doesn't practice in Missouri <laughs> or Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> my now, uh, my daughter and I have the "I love you" thing. I love you. I love you too. I love you more. I love you most. I love you more than most. We do this little back and forth. All right, like so that's, that's cute. cute. It's a cute father daughter, daughter thing. It's but... a father daughter thing. It's not. Uh, yes, yeah, not the schmoopy moopy. Uh, and then the last reason uh, is because drum roll. Oh. Yeah. Drum roll. Because saying I love you becomes part of your everyday routine. <laughs> do you tell your wife every day that you love her? Of course. I yep. do. Yeah. I Many do. times. Every time we get off the phone with each other. Yes. It's a it's our uh, it's our goodbye. So much so that it's a habit when on the phone with other people. Oh my god, <laughs> I did it with my mom one time. And not not just I love you, it was like I love you, baby. I love you, baby. <laughs> uh, Oh, my God, I just said that. <laughs> Can't wait to finger blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I turned into Oedipus. Yeah, 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 Oedipus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> I love you, baby. I just can't oh, wait. Mom. <laughs> I can't wait to tear into you. Oh, my God. Wait, was the, uh, was it from this movie, was it I Can't Quit You? Is that, was that the no, cheesy I, line? I can't. I wish I could quit you. Or no, I can't let them. Uh, 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 Brokeback Mountain is. Uh, I, I wish can't I could quit you. Yeah, I can't quit I you. I wish I could quit you or something like yeah. that. No, it was um, something about not letting everybody else see. Yeah, because if they knew. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. I like people to watch. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyhow. I just don't want them to know yeah. that I'm here. I'm in love with you. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Somebody's going to have to help us out on that, uh, if you wouldn't. Because uh, she was the the uh, the instructor, one of the uh, the experts, and the rest of the the uh, the naval cadets couldn't know that they had a thing going on. Mm-hmm. Well, not Charlie, right? Yeah. Uh, every morning and night, it says the one thing my boyfriend and I say to each other is, "I love you." It's become part of our everyday routine, and while you think that would make those three words lose their value, it hasn't. Well, if they're just a, if you're just parroting them, and, and it's a reflexive thing, it should mean something every time you say it. So, Rochelle, not that long ago, I forgot I was doing something around the house, and she was saying this with, with yeah. an extra added impact to it. She just, out of nowhere, she goes, I appreciate you. And that was nice. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, that's a little less than love, though, isn't it? I don't know. I you got say, one of those recently, you. and it, 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 and I, it no, meant it the world nice. to me. It, 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 like, hours later, I remember going back to my wife and saying... That really was awesome, yeah. you know, because it's a different thing. I, I have no nice. doubt she loves me, but, you know. I appreciate you, I appreciate you, you. I'm just yeah. not really loving you at this yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. No, if she would have said it like, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate but... you. I love the gardener. Right. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Right. I appreciate you. I love However, the pool boy. <laughs> the pool boy I love. I was afraid that everyone in that trailer would see right through me, and I just don't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> In that trailer? Wait, they were in a trailer where they were learning, uh, you know, she was... It says, I was afraid that everyone in the tax trailer 
would see right through me. They were in an H&R block. And I, <laughs> Most romantic. And I April. Just, I just don't want you to know what I follow. Maybe TAC stands for uh, tactical. Tactical Air Command. Something like No, or just it's short. It's a military short for tactical. In the Air ta- Command. Maybe. TAC trailer. Air Command. <laughs> Uh, Semper Fi, do yes, right, yeah. home. So my, my buddy was at a he was at a pizza shop around our house, and he's friendly with the guy who works there, right? I love you. So he says, it's such a great story. He says, uh, know, they were just exchanging pleasantries. He grabs the pizza. He's walking out the door, and he says something like this to the guy. Uh, he's like, hey, you know, like, take it easy or whatever he said. And the dude goes, love you, too. And the door shuts, and he's just standing there, and he goes... Does he? Did he? Does he think I just said I love you? <laughs> and that's why he said I love you too. And then he goes to his car, and his wife's sitting in the front seat, and he's just got this like defeated look on his face. She's like, "What?" He goes, "I think I said I love you." <laughs> you know what? I would love to hear some of those stories. Accidental. I love you. Oh. Two one five two six three WMMR. Maybe that's why Doctor Mike tells everybody I love you, just in case he does it by accident. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Mike's the best. Love ya. Uh, I love you guys. He's, yeah, he, a, he's, 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 he's great. And whenever you're in the office and he gets on the phone to call another specialist, yeah. or another office to get a test result or something like that, it's the same thing with everybody there. And he I, means it. I love you guys. <laughs> but the, the truth of the matter is, is that, he, Preston, you say it so many times, and I, 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 we've all had situations where I've just you had a conversation, like tech support, love you. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I told you guys earlier uh, this year that I told a sixth grade boy that I loved him um, at a baseball game. Mm. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there, bro. I, what I was trying to say was something like, hey, I love the way you hustle, you know, because he was like a real hustler. Yeah. 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 Mediterranean looking. Oh, God. Just... Uh, and what, what did he say? With you? He didn't say anything. Stranger but like, oh danger. Just Stranger danger. Sixth grade boy. That's not my son. That yeah. I love him. Well, mm-hmm. okay. You're not as hot as some of <laughs> my son's other friends. Stop it. Uh, I'm going to go to call here. Anyone, everyone in that tech trailer to know? Uh, let me go to Ken. Hi, Ken. You're on the air. Good morning. Actually, the name's Tim. Oh, Tim. What's yeah. up, buddy? Uh, I've been listening to you guys for years. So is my father. He got me addicted. Awesome. And uh, you're, I, a few weeks ago, I called my doctor's office to file a new appointment. And I get a phone call back. And it's a nurse I've known for a while. And she, at the end of her conversation, she says, okay, Tim, well, we'll talk to you soon. I love you. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. We really <laughs> like you. But... I've been thinking about my sons. They're out of state. I didn't mean to. So I actually called her back and had a conversation. I said, you know what? I borderline love you guys, too. You always treated me well. But we'll take it as a really like until I see you next time. That's that's cool. Oh, nice, Tim. I've been listening for years. This is the first time I've gotten through. It's wonderful to be able to talk to you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you guys every morning. Hey, I love you, Tim. Thank you. I really love you. you. We'll see you later, man. Bye. I love you. Uh, you should have showed up in the tux, you know, with like a flower. Yeah. You know. ah. I'm going to go to Craig. Uh, Craig, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's, okay. it's all good, buddy. What's up? Not much, man. I got a pretty funny one. I uh, I was hanging out with this girl for a couple of weeks, and um, it was the end of the night. I was going to say, I'll see you. And they came out, I love you. And the look on the look on her face is like, what the heck did you just say? Yeah. 
Il, il, oh il, and did you did you readdress it or just let it go? Uh, I kind of let it go, but yeah, I never talked to her again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was was that your choice or hers? Uh, well, I tried to reach out again. You know, I was like, well. You know, she I'm curved you. Ro- it rolled off the tongue, and yeah, no response, nothing. Ah, sorry to hear that, Craig. There's a scene in the in yeah. the new girl this, this series that just wrapped up uh, where um, the uh, Jake Johnson yeah uh, tells uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel that uh, he uh, he loves her, and she goes, she does the the cowboy guns like <laughs> <laughs> like. Did I just do guns back to him? <laughs> uh, I have Dave next. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, bud? I um, I said it to my boss. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, it's guy or girl? Guy, yeah. yeah. I um, I, I was having something pretty emotional and pretty tough going on in my personal life. Right. That it was it was affecting my work. Uh, not the quality of my work, but the time I was able to, to put in. Mm-hmm. And we were in his office, and we were talking about it. And he was being very supportive, telling me that everything was going to be okay. And, you know, don't worry. He said, I understand, you know, this is no, you didn't ask for this. It's, it's something that happened, but we'll, we'll work through it. And I said, okay, I really appreciate it. And he got up from behind his desk, came around, and patted me on the shoulder. And he said, look, if you need anything, I'm there for you. And I said, thank you. I said, thank you. I really love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's kind of okay. That, to that degree, yeah. In and, that situation, that would that's work. That's all right. He was helping I, out. I, I love you for what you're doing here. On a personal level. And it sounds very understanding. And how did he respond to that? Took his pants off. <laughs> he laughed his ass off. <laughs> he laughed his ass off. Yeah. And do you still work there? Absolutely. Okay. They're right. married 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. I've told all you guys I've loved you before. Yes. Yeah, but I do love you. I, well, I do. I yeah. love all of you guys. I'm uh, definitely. Yeah. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, so, I yeah. Mean, you guys are nice. Oh, no, we, uh, honestly, that's the last thing I want is love <laughs> from you. I take back that love now. <laughs> We, uh, our automatic response on, on the text platform is ended with, we love you every time. So we love our listeners. And we send that out to anybody that texts in. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice thing to hear. I'm going to go to Ben. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, bud. Just uh, checking in with you. What's your story? So when I was a bartender, uh, I had two occasions of <laughs> guests telling me that they love me. Very awkwardly, very drunkenly. Uh, the first, you know, it was pretty standard. There was just like a girl at the bar, and she was a regular, and she'd be coming in more and more. And, you know, stayed through happy hour one night and really, like, weirdly mumbled through. And as she was paying her check, like, you know, oh, I love you. And I was like, wait, what? And then she said it again, and, and there was it was... It, it was it was weird as she left, and then and then she slept with somebody else at the bar. <laughs> there you go. She so was, that was, but that isn't that sort of the default when people get lit up. I love you, guy. Yeah. I love you, man. Yeah. So, but the second occasion, I was bartending like a, a birthday party up in our like a private dining space, and the father of the the birthday person, you know, he's throwing me money all night. We're having a great time, and we're extending the party, and I'm working late and. And and as I'm cleaning up at the end of the night, he comes over to say thanks, and he's like, throw me a couple extra bucks. And and he was saying in a friendly, like, ah, oh, man, I love you kind of way, but he went to shake my hand while he said it, 
and I was across the bar. Oh no! And he and he kissed my hand. He kissed your hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I love you in an erotic way. <laughs> Like, I think he wanted to go in for, like, the handshake, you know, maybe kiss on the cheek, like, two guys, we love each other, whatever, but yeah. he kissed my hand, and it was the weirdest thing that ever happened. All right, all right. Fair enough. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. Uh, that's interesting, but, like, when you get a few in, you you never know. Oh, you might yeah. People. yeah. But more so when you accidentally say it, when it's just, when it has become a standard response for... Members of your family, yes. your spouse, your kids, whoever it may be, and then you accidentally say it to the mailman or whatever it may be. Or you're calling reservations for a restaurant or something. Yeah. Uh, see you in six. Love you. Oh, my God. Let me go to Aaron. Hey, Aaron, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Aaron, what's up? <laughs> hey, I just had a funny story. I mm-hmm. uh, was on the phone with my CEO of my company, and he does resemble my father, and I <laughs> just usually think that and we were having a a good conversation and i just wanted to get off the phone so uh we ended the conversation and i said okay i love you dad you said i love you dad love you dad this is the ceo of your company (laughs) (laughs) and did you hang up quickly or was there enough time for a response i ended up hanging up and then i called back and said oh i'm really sorry (laughs) what did he say he was like, oh, well, that's, that's okay. You know, that's just fine. But it was very awkward. Dear yeah. God, she's found out I'm really her father. <laughs> I slept with her mother 30 years ago. Did we did we do a Thanks, contest Dad. where we were doing Love You Through the Drive-Thru? Yes. Or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they we had would, to say it back, they right? They had to say it back to, hey, I love you. And they would say, I love you too. And we get responses sometimes. Yeah. People respond. It's a pleasant message to get. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. If you're hearing it, though, from the hedges as you're getting trying to unlock the front door, <laughs> yeah. that's not good. Yes. Yeah. I love you. Uh, so, anyhow, it's it's nice to hear it back. That's what they're saying. And that, that uh, this. This is a good routine to be into, uh, but occasionally it can happen by accident with someone that uh, you probably, probably don't I love that. I'm not used to saying. Uh, we got to take breaks. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MM Barbecue 2021. It's an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR and eight of our favorite bands. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Cheap trick. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Jackson's Local Shots. Foxtrot and the Get Down. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th. BB and Cheap Pavilion. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. Lawn tickets start at just $25. Details at WMMR.com. I've said this before. I will say it again. You want to have fun, and even if you don't care about wrestling all, Go to the Wells Fargo Center. Absolutely. You will have a damn good time. WWE is, is in town, and we want to welcome to our studio the gentleman who will be there, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you. Hello, I am Elias. Nice to see you, sir. <laughs> is this you singing, by the way? This is me, written and performed by me. Walk with me. That's it. I'm trying to escape. Is this your uh, intro music, or? No, so okay. this was a song off of my debut EP album that came out. Uh, it was it was one of four songs that I released. It's called Walk With Me. I uh, went all the way up the charts on uh, iTunes, beat out Taylor Swift. Wow. Post Malone, Panic at the Disco, the whole thing. <laughs> That's just amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's cool. <laughs> turn this up a little bit. Hang on. But I know where you're going to be. You're lost in this crazy world, searching for your destiny. Very bluesy and soulful and kind of dark. And, yeah. That sums me up really yeah. right there, man. Yeah, very Johnny Cash-esque, too. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's cool, but also it gives you an advantage, too, because you can smash guitars over people, too. It is. It's you, very nice to have that, that yeah. weapon with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is you playing guitar as well? Yeah. yeah. It's actually a nice, uh, oh, we don't have to get to it, but a cool guitar solo coming up that oh, really? I also did. Yeah, oh, yeah it's all me. Hey, you know what? With that, and obviously, um, you know, wrestling is your is your trade. It's where you where you make your money. But Absolutely. you also want to have a music career. Do you, are you careful with your hands when you're in the ring? You yeah, know? of course, man. Yeah. I don't want anybody to target these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, I make my money in the ring, but also with these. You know, it's your cottage ways. industry. Well, you know, so. you have Chris Jericho and Fozzie. You know, yeah, and, and sure. So, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's, he's not. You know, he's he's the singer, though. I don't think he plays any. Instrument. As far as I can tell, I don't think Chris Jericho plays any instruments. So okay. right, right. I but I mean, they, they've got some good traction. It's, it's not out of the realm possibility. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, no, Fozzie's doing great, man. All over the world, those guys. Nice. Well, I'd mentioned, you know, I'd said how much fun uh, these these uh, events are when WWE comes to town. Man, they bring the show. You guys bring the show. That's what you're about. Dude, I mean, that's it. It's it's entertainment for everybody. I mean, all age ranges, uh, from like little kids to you know, seniors, man. I mean, it's just, you get everybody in the mix. And uh, Elias, I just so happen to have a little bit for everybody. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty great what I do. Uh, I'll be out there performing. I got a song specifically for Philly in mind. Ooh. Oh, yeah? Uh, so, yeah, I can't give anything away now, but... I mean, top of your head, is there anything you could talk about about Philadelphia? Well, you know all the, all the obvious go-tos. You've got the, uh, I mean, it is, listen, it's uh, the, the cradle of our nation. you got Rocky, you got cheesesteaks, you got... Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl champions. I've, I've got plenty of material All right. in Philly. Yeah. Right. If you want to throw a mention to us, that'd be how you do it. There you go. There has to be something about gritty. Everywhere I went this weekend, there were like gritty martinis. You know gritty? I hear gritty. a lot about yeah. gritty. I've seen him. So, uh, right. yeah, for sure. For so sure. when it was first okay. unveiled, they lit the thing from below and it looked like a serial killer. And then when they <laughs> then they realized, okay... Bring up the room lights, and then people said, "Oh, okay, this is a benevolent mascot as opposed to the killer we sure, first thought yeah, it was." Yeah. Yeah. A little more friendly, but yeah, you guys—I yeah. mean, with the WWE, it's all about you know, the, the marketing and 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 the and the and the and the, and the fans enjoying it and, the, and and getting everybody out there to, to have a good time. You talk about the different people that come out. I, I was at a, a Raw event one time, and there was this woman, like it seemed like in her seventies, going ape s, like like oh. I mean. The the age range is astonishing. Sure, uh, who, who comes out to you? But who, who would you uh, describe as the as the core Elias fan? Uh, man, I mean, a core Elias fan is anybody that believes that WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's all that Walk matters to Elias. me. Man. That's oh, all that matters great. to me. And and the world streams it at me every week when I tell them. So. Uh, 
you know, I, I got to say, man, you know, people come, they they let loose, they let go, they yeah. just enjoy the show, and uh, nothing's more enjoyable than an Elias performance. Once, how long have you been uh, wrestling with the WWE? So I've been in the company for a little over four years, and I've been on Monday Night Raw for... I gotta say, maybe a year and a half now. Something okay, about that is that when it steps up to the next level? Because uh, I, I mean, I, I assume there are certain levels of WWE. Absolutely, yeah. Monday Night Raw is the the pinnacle of live television for WWE. Uh, you know, live TV every single week, millions around the world watching, tens of thousands in attendance, whatever it may be. It's amazing. So, how how hard do you have to work as a performer to uh, to build a fan base? Uh, so for me, it, it it's been pretty natural progression uh from where i was in nxt which was our kind of uh, yeah yeah you know our where you are right before monday night raw before smackdown and stuff like that so i was starting to build something there and then when i exploded on a monday night raw uh the world got to see kind of who i am and what it is and, and you build a you know an audience from that point on so for some people it comes very natural others it's very difficult uh but that's all part of the game well you wrestled the the independent circuit for for a while right uh yeah i was on the independence for a few years before i got scooped up by the wwe probably about uh four years yeah listen what you do you know there's injuries are 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 part of the deal you know i i i've, I've been ringside and blood's yeah. not fake you guys get you know they, they, you'll get your your asses kicked sometimes no yeah but I, uh you know there, there there are people in place to make sure that you're taken care of how how lawless and and unchecked is the independent circuit and and you know when you're just working your way up i mean is it i mean well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna come across all different kinds of things. Not not only when it comes down to the performers, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, maybe not being as trained as they should be, or things like that's that. That's what I'm thinking. Guys but, who don't uh, know what they're doing yeah. can can really, you know. But you've got you've got rings and you know that might not be up to quality. Sure. Things. The thing said though, I mean, even the level we're at, people get hurt, man. I mean, I could tell you. I myself, it just was a, a random situation uh, in Nashville a few years ago. I had a guy come off the top rope, land on the side of my shin, and, and snap my tibia. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, and you see, uh, you see it all the time. You know I, mean, I mean, that's why I, there's no way you can't get injured with half the crap you're doing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, I, no matter how hard you try. Listen, stuntmen on multi-million-dollar movies end up getting killed and stuff like that. It's it's not, you know, it's not out of the realm of believability. Well, it happens. Speaking of uh, multi-million dollar movies, uh, you've been working pretty hard at uh, trying to call The Rock out and <laughs> yeah, get something going. Right. And, and did you indeed start up a GoFundMe? Uh, there is a GoFundMe for The Rock. You know? he's, he's, for the medical costs after I, I, I the... Know, uh, you know what? I, exactly. For the medical costs after he walks with Elias. All right, all right. You know, the thing is, I know the guy's got plenty of money and all that. Yeah, but yeah. The, every time I'm out here, you know, what interviews, whatever it may be, sure. I get comparisons to The Rock. and well, Whether it's the crowd interaction or the fact that I play guitar, the, the thing is, The Rock, he's an incredible human being. He's doing amazing things. Right. But The Rock cannot do what Elias does. Aha. Uh -huh. I'm putting that out there. Right? All right. So, uh, yeah, there we go, right? Well, it's, it's, you got $50. $50 of $10, mm -hmm. 10, 10, 10 million. $10 million. All right. Yeah, well, that, you, might, that might help. You're getting there. Six people over three months. You know, uh, it seems like people don't care about The Rock as much as you may think. <laughs> well, $50 well on the way to $10 million. Yeah. So, but besides that, and obviously, you know, uh, that's that's... that's that's a battle that maybe someday will, will happen. Um, 
would you like to follow in his cinematic footsteps? And ha- and have you indeed been offered anything, you know, movie-wise? Uh, you know, there have been things thrown around in my direction, but right now I'm focusing strictly on the, on the, uh, the, the WWE of- aspect. If opportunities arise down the line and... Uh, you know, I I feel like it fits me. Then absolutely would would jump at that. You know, I, I love to perform in any aspect. That's the thing we always say with with you guys and and and, and um, the WWE and people are like stunned about you know with Dwayne Johnson's success, he's the most profitable actor in in in, in Hollywood now. But it's like it's, it's not a shock. The, the the you guys are are all good. No, great performers. You know how to interact with people. You know how to how to re- relate to your fans. You're you're good in large arenas. You can you know you can do the whole deal. Did you did you come into it with those chops, or did the WWE help groom you to get you where you are? No, you know what I gotta say. I I always believed that uh, this is the person I am, and this is what I could do, and this is where I could be, and beyond all of this as well. But I, I gotta say, coming into WWE and specifically NXT, it's it's where you find yourself. Okay, okay. so uh, you know you're a lot of performers come in and they're they're trying different things, and they gotta see what sticks and what doesn't, and uh, so that's what I can can say. WWE has kind of allotted me, you know, an opportunity to just kind of find right, everything. right. You're a bit of a renaissance man, and not just the uh, the music, but uh, you're an artist as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I man, I do a little bit of it all. I play all different instruments. I wrestle. I, I paint. Of course, I guess you're pulling up my. my it's Instagram. pretty damn good, I, I man. Found, I found one. It's very, it's very Bob Ross ish. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at one that's uh, which is beautiful, and and Bob Ross kind of gets, uh, you know. Uh, I guess chucked aside, but he, he did some wonderful things. I and he was Muay Thai, Preston. He he he, he, fought, he, he, he fought in the octagon. Yeah, I absolutely. Have no idea. <laughs> uh, is this stuff that you do? Why do you have time to do this while you're on the road? Or do no, you, no, you no. Do that so, so if I have any any time at home, uh, you know, yeah, that's it. and it is. It's it's Bob Ross, uh, the same style as Bob Ross, which okay. is the the oil painting and things like that, which I love, and. Um, yeah, so that is if I have any kind of free time. It's just another creative outlet for me, but definitely not painting on the road. That would be nice. Well, dude, okay. if you can smash a guitar over people, man, you bring in that, that, that little paint spatula that he would use. You just, just jab it <laughs> into some serious damage. Yeah, paint brushes and stuff. That'd be cool. Uh, I have to ask will uh, Miss Rousey be uh, part of the show? Ronda Rousey will be in the house. Uh, she'll be at Philly. I'm not sure what she's doing. She's got some issues going on with the Bella Twins after last week. It was yeah, sort, of, sort of brutal. Them, called them a bunch of untrustworthy bitches, I think. <laughs> I, the, I uh, believe those were her yeah. words, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it didn't sound good. I yeah. love her. Yeah. I, I have such a crazy crush on her. It's ridiculous. Ronda? Yeah. She's fantastic, man. She's come into WWE. She's lit the place on fire. And uh, above all else, she walks with Elias, so I'm a big fan of hers. All right. And Elias, it, it, it seems... That she did the right thing. You you come in. She 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 didn't come in. She didn't come in like. Um, well, I'm in, I'm entitled. She she earned the the audience a bit and and did her deal. Correct. Well, you know what? She's shown the world, you know, aside from her amazing, like, background. Yeah, yeah. Right? She's shown them that she is passionate about what we do also. Yeah. Uh, and as, you know, if you could be real on, on TV, the fans, the people, they will see that. They will feel that. And they'll either connect to you. Or they won't, man. So, uh, and I think she's just been real and she's been true to herself, and that's just a, a huge key in, in what we do. The fans read it pretty quickly, don't they? I would say yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen someone who, like, even so in the earlier years when they're trying to find their character and they, they just can't get it? They just, you know, there's just there's n- nothing work. I mean, what, what are some of the really bad 
<laughs> characters or people you saw tried that didn't quite make it? Man, I I I can't say. Uh, that, I'm sure there is a list. Like I'm sure, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you no, about. No, no. I want to ask you how nerve wracking it was the first time you uh, performed music in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know what? I gotta say, it's a interesting thing, man. I was uh, in NXT, mm-hmm. getting started, right? And I, I remember uh, I was always playing guitar and, and doing this in my promos. And one time, and a guy came up to me. His name is Terry Taylor, and uh, he says, "Hey, maybe you just do it for the crowd tonight." And uh, sure enough, I wrote a song for the city I was in. That was uh, Largo, Florida, that night. I wrote a song for them. I sang it. They reacted so powerfully the very first time that I uh, performed a song for them because the, who sees a guy you know singing and playing guitar in a wrestling ring? It's just yeah, like, yeah. What, it's know, like a it's, coffee house. You expect that? Yeah, yeah, you know. And then so they reacted so powerfully. It was like I immediately knew, like, oh, okay, I'm on to something there. And and nerves are gone. You know yeah, what I mean, so. because I mean, I, honestly, because the, the the crowd is so integral to to the sport of wrestling. Um, they're, they're part of the act as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, so much so that, you know, I, I'm a huge NFL football fan and I have been a rabid fan and perhaps over the top in my earlier years. And I've kind of calmed down a little bit. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or not. Oh, yeah. I've calmed down yeah. a little bit because I've, I've gained a, a little bit of perspective on what it means to be a real fan and, and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. The, there, there are similarities in in a, being a football fan and a wrestling fan, and and I feel like we play a part, you know, in in the game just as much as a you know a wrestling fan plays a part in in the matches. I don't know if you agree with that or not. No, that that's absolutely it, man. Uh, you know, we're out there performing, so. You know, they can dictate certain things, but, you know, when it comes to me, remember, I'm always in control at the end of the day, right? But I'm listening, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing everything. Uh, so, you know, if they want to get out of hand and they want to give me some crap, I'm going to give some back. But, uh, <laughs> right. you know, like I said, I'm in control out there, but I'm definitely listening. Um, were you a wrestling fan as a kid, professional wrestling fan? Oh, uh, growing up, I loved wrestling, man. Who was, who was, who was your guy? Uh, I like Jake the Snake. Ah. I, I like Macho Man. Uh, even though he's he's hanging around right now, Shawn Michaels was a, a guy I really liked. Yeah. You're sort of Macho Man-esque. And it, I hear it, that it, a little bit. Yeah, 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 I can see that. That's <laughs> so do, cool. you, do you try to think of uh, of yourself as, as a kid, as a younger, you know, just... When, when wrestling was everything to you, try to, you know, play to that person, you know what I mean? Well, you know, wrestling is still everything to me, man. Okay. So, uh, you know, I just, I can see wrestling on all aspects. I can see it from a kid's eyes that's into wrestling, you know, what would he like? I see it from an adult's eyes. I see it from a performer's eyes, and I see it from a wrestler's eyes, man. So, I'm taking it all into account here, and I, I remember what I liked as a child. I know what I like now. Who did you hate? When you were growing up, geez, uh, you know, I, I who, who are the bad guys, or, or did you like the bad guys? No, you know what, I, I don't think so. Not until my later years, you know, when I'm in a, like a teenager, then you start to kind of like the, you appreciate the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know I absolutely hated with every fiber of my being Ric Flair. Really? I hated okay. Him. Yeah. But you know what? I found out years later, and I've told this story on the air many times. I went and I found on YouTube, you know, like 15 minutes of Ric Flair freaking out, you yeah. know, posing, and I went and watched it, and I'm like. That dude brought me so much entertainment sure. that I didn't realize at the time I literally hated him because yes. I just thought he was a mean 
bully, yeah. uh, douchebag. Can't yeah. trust him. Yeah. Can't, can't trust him, man. Don't turn your back on him. He'll turn your back. But I absolutely love what he did now. You know no, what I mean? That's it. And that's, how, that's kind of how it goes. You know, when you're, you're a kid, you're like, man, I hate this guy, whatever it is. And it's yeah, like, you kind of, uh, you know, grow up or whatever it may be. You start to understand what you're watching and you can appreciate, you know what, that guy is Ric Flair. Man, is he good. Well, yeah, the struggle like, is so really, who did you hate? I want to know yeah, who oh, we hate. You know, it, yeah. it's weird because I, like, guys that I hated were, like, uh, Psycho Sid. I don't know if you remember him and Papa Shango and uh, things like that. That's when I was, like, real young, right? Then, yeah. uh, you know, I guess going, geez, it's hard to say, man. Like when Hulk went bad or? Once I kind of became a teenager, I was like, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Right? Like I'm just mom. like, who's? You know, this guy's just good, whether he's a bad guy or not. I can, right. you know, he's good. So well, right. every story needs a good villain. And, if yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what the storyline is. If, if the villain is not believable, then you're just not going to be into the story as Absolutely. much. I could point out good villains throughout the years. You know, like I thought uh, JBL was a good villain at one point. I thought uh, Chris Jericho was a yeah. great villain at one point. So The Rock was a good villain at one point. And they, they, but the storylines so. are all, you know, your, your, your time will come. I, I have to ask... Um, when it's all going down, when the production's on and you're, you're you know, it's, it's, it's the cameras are rolling because there's cameras backstage as well and stuff like that. Is it is it now such a machine that there's no okay here here go 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 or is there ever like you're running around like you know is it pandemonium you know behind the behind the curtains there you know as you're putting on the whole show. Uh- I'm not sure what you're referring to. No, I mean, yeah. see, as, in other words, as you're getting everything ready, as you're doing, the, you know, because there's a backstage you're area. Saying, like preparing for the show. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, oh, it's uh, it's it's different every single time you it? show up, man. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a machine. Yeah. And then it's the human element. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're coming together, and, and you got to make a, a big show. So yeah, there's all kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Time, it's yeah. several hours long. So you guys, it's a, it's a long day of work for everybody, especially the crew, the people that puts all that stuff together and, and make sure that everything runs properly. But right. but when you're waiting for your match, when you're backstage, wherever they have you guys set yeah. up, are you watching what's going on? Or do you just uh, wait till your show? No, till it's I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'll keep an eye on what's going on. Okay. But uh, usually, I'm I'm in the back. I'm playing guitar, uh, just kind of getting in my own mind as to whatever I got to do for my performance tonight. You know, sometimes I like to take a pre-performance nap yeah. If I can get in the right mindset, yeah. or, uh, you know, I knew I liked tease you. To, <laughs> sit tease to get my voice ready, you know, ah. whatever it may be, I'm I'm doing my own thing. We got a guitar here. You want to play and sing a little now, or would you rather <laughs> yeah. not do that? Yeah. You keep looking at. Come I, on. I do see it back there, but the thing is, it's a Martin, and I'm sponsored by Fender, so you it's can't a be seen. Sacrilegious oh, damn man! man. Yeah, we, we can stick a sharpie right Fender. It's a no. It's the new Fender Martin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, right, well, that's cool. So you endorse so Fender. Uh, you officially endorse that product? Yes, absolutely. That's they, awesome. They officially man. endorse me, so I officially endorse is, them. Is there an they, official Elias guitar? Uh, not yet, but it's in the works. All right. No way. Fender, yeah, absolutely. Dude, Dude, so, so you get the pick of the litter. If you want something, they'll, they'll set you up, Absolutely, right? man. They hook me wow. up with... with that's Whatever a musician's want, dream, man, man. If you get an endorsement, I'm telling you, man, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. That's cool, man. Good for you. Well, you're living the dream. And by the way, if you, if you don't know, Elias is from Pittsburgh, not too far yep. from here. Did your earlier years bring you to Philadelphia uh, in, in wrestling? Uh, yeah, I came here a few times okay. for wrestling. Uh, not that often, though. 
I think we had a uh, thing I called National Pro Wrestling Day occurred out here one of the years. So I remember I came out here and experienced the city for a little bit. So. It's a big wrestling town, man. There's lots of fans here. Absolutely, man. We come out here, Philadelphia. They are a passionate crowd, man. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I th- I think that translates to all the sports as well. And, yeah, and stuff like that. It's cool, I, man. It, it, what's your match? Who do you have? So I don't know my match uh, yet. I'll figure that out later. But I okay. for sure have a performance. I could tell you the performance alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> all right, no yeah. doubt about that. And then some. Uh, there's gonna, but there's going to be other people out there. You know, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, the, the Shield, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, of course, going to be out there. So, like I said, you come, you're going to get your money's worth. Nice. Come and walk with Elias. Great to meet you. Thanks for coming by here. You got it. Have fun. WWE. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Don't go far. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. It is truly bizarre. I'm not sure who uh, on on the staff picked this one for best of, but it is truly bizarre. Okay, a lot of paraphrasing happening. Over the next few Bizarre file stories. I love paraphrasing. We will start with this. A man who pushed 15 hard-boiled eggs <laughs> in a hole in his body somewhere. Okay. 15 hard-boiled Why? eggs. Where would you shove in those? In his butt. Uh, okay. <laughs> Steve has his own interpretation of the story. Yes. Oh, here we go. I paraphrase in a slightly more aggressive manner. Well, he had to undergo emergency surgery after tearing his intestines. The he was waiting for them to hatch, I assume, correct? <laughs> He must have been. He was an incubator. He must have been oh. heartbroken. Those were his children. The 29-year-old man had taken GHB while he made the decision and began to boil the eggs with his partner. The oh. man from the Netherlands has not been identified. Uh, when the eggs were ready, uh, he peeled them and then inserted them. Uh, when he began feeling unwell, he took himself to a hospital. Where that must be those eggs. Doctors discovered he had uh, tachycardia. I have, uh, a, I have sort of a discomfort in my lower areas, and I also inserted a dozen eggs in my butt. Uh, but no, actually, it was uh, the reason he went to the hospital is he had a heartbeat of 120 beats per minute, and he is also, that because of the blood pressure uh, skipping up? Tachy- tachyponia, which okay. is. 29 rapid breaths per minute. Oh, my God. The doctor suspected abdominal sepsis and performed a CT scan, which showed a perforation of the pelvic colon and giant amounts of air and fluids in his abdominal cavity. I don't know how disease got in there. I mean, he hard-boiled the eggs. Uh, The doctor said, this is why we deemed an emergency uh, laparotomy necessary. The laparotomy is a surgical procedure involving a large incision through the abdominal wall to gain access to the abdominal cavity was performed successfully. The doctor said the eggs were removed as well as we could. Do you know what that procedure is called, Preston? No. Moons over my hiney. (laughs) (laughs) 
and the abdominal cavity was thoroughly rinsed. The eggs caused a giant rupture of the gastrointestinal oh wall, God. which was sewn up by the doctors. The hell? And for honestly, honestly, I there's a lot of good TV on. Yeah, you know, right? you could go watch that. How many Af- eggs was it? Fifteen. Fifteen eggs, Nick. All right. After the operation, the patient was... And these were ostrich eggs. ...monitored in intensive care for a short time. After several days, he could leave the hospital in a clinically good condition. You'd be farting scrambled eggs for years. Yes, you would. All right, and like I said, I'm mixing these up. There's so many. Ones. I don't know where we can go from here. Well, there's so many ones that are like that one. Yes. But I've got Bacon a, is the next one. i got to split them up. A pregnant Washington State woman said that she was fired via text message from a sub shop where she worked with a store manager telling her it's not a good time to have somebody who's leaving for maternity leave in several months anyway. Mm, uh, this, this person hasn't been paying attention to the news. This is uh, Kamisha Denton. She said that she t- had told the manager she was pregnant and due in December asking for maternity leave. Nah. Denton said that she realized that she hadn't been aside shipped at Jersey's Mike shop. Or, Jersey Mike's sub shop. Uh, so she sent a text to her manager inquiring about the hours. The response she said was received and it was shocking. It had asked for her unupdated schedule. She received something a bit different. The store manager, named as Marcos, responded with, I'm sorry to inform you that it's not going to work out with Jersey Mike's. It's not a good time to have somebody who's leaving for maternity leave. Uh, you also failed to tell me this during your interview, it said. Uh, Washington law states it is unfair practice for an employer because of pregnancy or childbirth to refuse to hire or promote, terminate, or demote a woman. Is some, uh, Someone is not required to tell if they are pregnant during an interview process. Are they by the law? No. Not sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, the franchise owner uh, said that it should have never happened. It's our policy to treat everybody equally. The manager who sent the offending message has since resigned. I think the only thing you need to reveal by law is how many eggs you're currently carrying in your body. Maybe so. <laughs> a North Carolina woman accused of trying to bite off her ex-boyfriend's testicles has been found not guilty of malicious castration. Justice is done. A jury also cleared 54-year-old uh, Martine De La Vega on an assault charge Thursday. How did she? How did she get this one? Well, the man testified Tuesday that he had punched her head to stop her as she bit his chest and arms and ripped open his scrotum during oh an my argument. God. He says that he still has psychological and physical problems, but when she took the stand on Wednesday, she asserted that she was defending herself from his assault. She said she thought that she was biting his leg as he tackled, hit, and choked her. Uh, her attorney said that the verdict is a poor definition of a victory given that she endured three years of being vilified. So the guy was apparently beating her. An abuser. And uh, she went after, well, what she should have gone after. His nutsack. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, this guy said that shooting the driver next to him was in self-defense because she swerved over towards his lane. When he was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon stemming from the shooting of a woman in Katy, Texas, he told authorities he had done it before, maybe five times. But now that Nicholas D'Agostino is charged in a second road rage shooting where another woman was hit in the arm while driving, this time in March, prosecutors said the picture is becoming more clear. Investigators say that uh, D'Agostino has targeted female drivers specifically on the streets, citing Facebook posts in which he describes female drivers as incompetent and writing that, quote, their sole purpose is to give birth to male children. Uh, Law enforcement officials have linked him to five road rage shootings in all, all against women. Uh, He was arrested again Thursday after being released on bond three days earlier in connection with the July attack on a 39-year-old woman as she drove down the street. 
Uh, D'Agostino spent six weeks in jail on that charge before being released after posting bond in his case, so prosecutors argued for a higher bond on the next charge. The 39-year-old mother and her family worried that he would harm someone before his trial, but two days later, he was back in jail in connection with the March 7th shooting of a woman as she pulled out of a gas station. That woman heard a loud noise but didn't immediately realize she had been shot, and now prosecutors believe that it's all happened because... He had such he has such a dim view of women, mm-hmm. and this time they've set his bond at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to see if they can actually keep him from shooting other women. That might be a little low. All right, one last story. Okay, you're uh, you're setting us up here. <sighs> a married couple, a married couple, were desperate to conceive. Who were desperate to conceive were found. To have been having the wrong type of sex for years. What does that mean? What do you think? Where the eggs go. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Listen. Come on. This is somewhere in rural China. and They didn't get the pamphlet. Quite literally. The the extraordinary blunder came to light after a 26-year-old man and his 24-year-old wife went to see an obstetrician about their lack of success. Wait, (laughs) what's this up here? Another hole. When Dr. Liu Hongmei investigated further, she found out that the woman had the uh, that she, they had regular sex, but it was unusually painful every time. Oh, oh my God! At first, uh, Dr. Liu thought that her patient might be suffering from some sort of disease disorder, but according to China's Evening Post, further examinations found the clueless couple, uh, which uh, lived in a uh, uh, in China's southwest, had been having. The wrong type of sex all along. If I were a betting man, I'd say the guy probably wasn't as clueless as you might think. Uh, further tests confirmed this and amazingly found the wife was a virgin. Four years of marriage and neither the husband nor the wife knew how to get pregnant. Couples so lacking in general knowledge are very rare, but it is not uncommon for people to lack or have misconceptions regarding sexual knowledge. What is the child count currently in England? How many uh, in England in China? How many kids can you have? Is it still two? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the doctor then reportedly handed the couple each a sex ed handbook and gave them guidelines before they were sent home. The advice appeared to work as news of the wife's pregnancy arrived just a few months later. We did it. Yep. Got it. Flipped uh, her over. Uh, they reportedly informed the doctor that they were finally expecting, and so they sent the doctor 100 eggs and a live hen as gifts. <laughs> eggs, once again. Eggs, as always. There you go. All right, and that's what I had told well, you. Well, that man. was a banner one. I've got more. That story, that last story, now I was thinking you started off with the eggs, but... Uh... That was a strong finish. Uh, I will. Uh, I have more to come. All right. We'll get to those a little bit later on. And that's your Bizarre File. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. We've got a number of guests on the show. We'll get to them in a little bit. Stay with us. Live. Hotel Philadelphia presents M. M. Barbecue. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com rock shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the heart of South Philly. Game on. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And the best of Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth, meaning recruiting for a vitiligo study to test an investigational treatment. Adults 18 to 75 can register. Reimbursement may be available. For more info at PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. All right, let's take out the trash. And Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, pro-gaming YouTuber Faze Sensor has split with Yanexia, the woman voted both hottest weather girl and best butt on earth by Maxim Mexico, so he can devote more time to playing Call of Duty. Said Sensor, quote, I am gay. (laughs) (laughs) A Charles Manson painting partially composed of the serial killer's ashes has ended up in the Museum of Ghost Adventures host, Zach Baggins. Baggins says the painting is supercharged with paranormal energy and is not supercharged with paranormal energy. Oh, my God. And finally, Meghan Markle's annoying sister, Samantha Markle, telling Good Morning Britain that Meghan isn't the only family member to be courted by royalty. Samantha told co-host Pierce Morgan that she was once engaged to a king of Caesar salads <laughs> named Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right, your Hollywood track. All right. Excited to have our next guest here in the studio because they're responsible for some amazing entertainment. And yeah. I think the last time Rich was here was when uh, Zootopia was coming out. Yes. Doing a promotional tour. Now back to promote uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Please welcome. We have writers, producers, executive producers. There's so many different hats they wear. <laughs> We're welcoming Rich Moore and Phil Johnson. Yay! Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's good to be back. Well, it's good to have another great movie. Another one that, I mean, I I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's going to be a great movie. I can tell from the trailer alone. Yes, as as moviegoers, it's a a certain comfort to have uh, the knowledge that knowing that when we go to see one of your uh, works that it's going to be uh, incredibly enjoyable. So you you, you know that you're spending your dollar wisely. So that's as big a schmooze as we can possibly get. I hope that we don't disappoint you. Now, contrary-wise, if we're disappointed, we're coming after you. Good, good. We deserve it. I'd like to offer up some Blue Diamond uh, almonds. (laughs) Yeah, we, we do have those <laughs> available. You saw them out there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're already... I saw the big gift basket coming yeah. in from Blue oh, Diamond. We're heavy hitters. Just... That's you need to understand. I, yeah. It made me hungry for almonds. Like, you, you're already you working it's... with, yeah. I think, one of the cutest characters ever put the film, Vanellope. Yes. Oh, my God. Sarah and knocked it out Sarah of the park. Silverman. Yeah. She is such an amazing actor. I mean, I think everyone knows how funny she is, and, and but she goes deep on these characters, and... And, and when she and John C. Riley are recording Vanellope and Ralph, there are legitimate tears. You know, it's, it's, it's a, real, real emotion there. It's a le- not well. It's sort of a departure for the way from the way we perceive Sarah Silverman, yeah. and the fact that she's so good at it, and their chemistry is so good. And John's, you know, so and this, so the the new film has has you know returning cast members and new new cast members mm-hmm. who's 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 part of the new collective. Well, in this new film, uh, we have Taraji P. Henson, who's uh, great. I love her. Cookie from uh, Empire. Yeah, of course. And we have Gal Gadot. Who? She's a little known. We need a little, little known film. Uh, something about a woman of wonder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we fell uh, like this is no great mm. thing to admit. I think everybody admits it. That fell in love with her instantly. Absolutely, she's 
perfect in the, in that role, but you see her out with people and fans and little girls who are fans of Wonder Woman, and she just seems to have a great heart. Was that your experience? She, absolutely. I mean, one one of the the nicest people, most down to earth, humble. Love uh, it. Just an absolute joy to work with. Really enjoyed our our time. And with and all. and in the film, she lives in a game called Slaughter Race. So this very <laughs> sort of post apocalyptic GTA style game oh. where Ralph and Vanellope end up uh, traveling to, and Vanellope falls in love with this game. And Gal Gadot is a character named Shank, and, <laughs> Shank. and ends up becoming kind of a big sister, but a much cooler, more level-headed, wise big sister figure to Ralph's doofus big brother. I love course, it. So uh, Ralph isn't going to be jealous at all. No, no of course no. not. <laughs> not at all. So at around 2014, you decided you wanted to do a, a, a sequel? Yeah, I mean, that's when we started talking about it. Um, what, what, and... but the, the, original, the original idea was to us to make the, the internet itself sort of the, the nemesis. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ralph was was threatened by it. Yeah, it was going to be that this router got plugged in, and and the arcade thought this is a this is a threat to us. So Ralph was going to set out to destroy the internet. <laughs> but what I love this about was back pro- at season one, season one, <laughs> yeah. the process of what you do, and you talked about it on Zootopia. Mm-hmm. So you're working on it, you're working on it. I think we want to go this way. Yeah, and, and I don't like this you idea. have the, they have the breathing room to really refine it. We had just had Dov David off in here. The way a stand up comedian would work on exactly. refining. Yeah. You get to do that. Yeah. No, and, we, we really hone yeah. the story. And it, and it shows. The thing that I think, which would be daunting, because there's been different cracks at, like, through Tron and other things, or showing, trying to visualize something as mm-hmm. amorphous and really just a bunch of collection of wires and servers, right. as is right. the internet, and, and depict it visually. How long did that process take? Forever. Forever, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way longer than it should have. Yeah. Um, we are so delusional when we had the idea. <laughs> oh, cool. They're going to go to the Internet. Yes. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> what does it What is Internet? You were cheering on the wire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An oh, Ethernet no, cable? No, you design it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love what, what you did because you, everything has to break down to what kind of city would it look like. Exactly. Right. And and the fact that every, you have um, you have the, the uh, what, what, there's the two classifications, uh, uh, netizens and the net users. Correct. Yeah. And, and the net users are basically everyone's avatars who are using the Internet. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's, a, that's a brilliant idea. Because a lot of us would be embarrassed to be represented solely by our, <laughs> yeah, our, our avatars. avatars. Uh, yeah, those are supposed to be us. Yeah. Like, as we're kind of uh, surfing the internet. Um, and then the netizens are the full-time residents of the internet who work at, like, the apps and the websites, you know, to help the the users. Yeah. There's a scene in the first one, and you talked about emotional impact, where uh, Ralph betrays Vanellope and, and mm. destroys her car. And it, it's amazing that... Um, these uh, fake animated characters can make me cry yeah. the way that they do, and mm-hmm. but it's such a betrayal, and she's so hurt by it. Um, and I, I imagine it's really difficult. Or, or how difficult is it to get um, emotional impact from an animated character? Is it just by the voices? Is it by the animation on top of that? How do you go about constructing a scene like that? It's it's a combination of the voice talent and the animators who are sort of the other half of the brain of the performance. And we have, I would. I don't think we're saying anything crazy by saying we have probably the best animators in the world working on our films. And it's like the highest end actors yeah. are, are the mm-hmm. ones creating the emotion and the expressions and the acting. And and the real trick with it is that animation takes a long time. It's the most non-spontaneous medium, medium 
you've ever worked in, but it's supposed to look as if it's happening, like, right on the spot. Yeah. And, Rich, do you, are, are you an animator in any way, shape, or form? Um, I trained as an animator. I went okay. to school uh, for animation. Um, I haven't animated professionally for a very long time now. But, okay. But, but you know the language. I mean, oh, and that's yeah, why you yeah. can direct. So. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Is it, but to, to your point about it taking so long, it's funny yeah. because you have an art form that I think in many ways can rival and do what the purest of Frank Capra films did. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and yet it takes so long to mm-hmm. get a, a medium that is basically very kinetic. Yeah. B- very kinetic. Yeah. Faces yeah. move much more than they would in normal right. life. Very broad. So so when you when you're seeing something and you're seeing the the rendering come back to you and and that's got to be, you know, it's got to be the ultimate joy when it, when you they nail it exactly and the ultimate damn it when when it when it's <laughs> yeah, not, totally. right? But, and and we we work the scene too. It's like we have animation dailies every day when we're in production. How how, how comprehensive are those those dailies? Are, are are you what are you seeing when you see we're we're that, seeing we're seeing kind of a first stab, you know, okay. at a scene, um, and then we kind of give our input. All right, and uh, then we're we're watching it just kind of evolve, you know, over over a course of weeks and months. It's a fascinating process to us, is that yeah. you know the 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 people watching from the outside because. You know, you you guys seem to be so on it, but I think it's that that lengthy process. It, it definitely, and, is. and now, we really kick the tires. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's good. And yeah. we, we as the viewers appreciate that. This movie also has an incredible thing because at some point, uh, Vanellope uh, takes refuge in a, in a, the Disney uh, site. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and, and what happens when that happens? It, it made the news a while yeah. ago. Yeah, we, we had this idea like this is the internet, so literally anything is there. Everything in the world is there. So. Yeah. What if Penelope, Sarah's character, who is technically a princess, just wound up stumbling upon the Disney princesses and the idea of Sarah Silverman sort of <laughs> occupying the same space as the iconic Disney princesses was just really funny to us. It's and, awesome. And but, talking about what it means to be a princess, yeah. Yeah. in particular a Disney princess, and Penelope kind of denying that she is one and the others saying, no, I think you're, you're more of a <laughs> Disney princess than you think. That's you great. That's Did great. you guys call upon any original voice uh, actors for these? Several. Several. Awesome. Uh, 11 of the 11 of the original 14. <gasps> is that not amazing? And yes. you had them all at, at, uh, at one of the cons, right? You had yes. them as, yeah. They all yeah. showed up. There was a group picture. And uh, and so they, they, and they, from what I was, from what I've read, they all instantly said yes. Like, yeah. was oh, it? Oh, they were totally in on the joke from, right. the, from the beginning. With the, with the first film, uh, you were, uh, you know, obviously uh, the, the two main characters were brand new. You'd never seen right. them. They didn't actually exist in a video game before, but you were using likenesses from other video games. Right. What was harder, getting the um, the okay to, to grab those or any of the other Disney ones? Because this is a Disney animation film. Man, I think it was it was probably the first movie was, was really? more of a challenge. Yeah. Be- be- because um, of that, that... Well, because it was a brand new thing. Right. You know, and you're going to places like Nintendo and Namco and it's like... And Nintendo what can... What is it that you want to Notorious to be, be difficult to and work with. Yeah, they're as precious doing? with their yeah. characters as we are with ours. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. With, with the with the princesses and, and you're rendering, you're, you're recreating them and, and from what I understand, the actresses themselves sort of talk to your animators about... Absolutely. How they and be, because live in those skins. Because some of these animators... Um, they they were inspired by those movies from the 90s, like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. T- to become animators when they were kids, you know. So this is like a new generation of animators that are getting to now sit down with the actresses 
that performed these characters that inspired them, and they're having conversations. That's so you know? wild. Yeah. It's so yeah. wild that the person that got you where you are in life. And who, now you're who, sitting with them and talking <laughs> right. with them. Can I just, yeah. I just want to say that these these aren't kids' films. Do you, do you know no, what I mean? No, uh, no. And, and I told you in the green room, I'm going to say this out loud on the air, but my older brother, okay, yeah. he's 45 years old. The first movie, Wreck-It Ralph, is his favorite movie. <laughs> Of all time. <laughs> not his favorite fav- animated like your brother. movie. I like your brother. <laughs> this guy has good taste. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to take him to see this, but like whenever he flies, he's a yeah. Disney member. So anytime he goes to Disney World, that's the movie that he watches that's in amazing. the airplane. Yeah, every this single time. a wonderful time. man. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, a dear, dear man. But yeah, this is, God bless this yeah, man. This isn't a film that's, that, that I don't necessarily think is geared towards children that's got some uh, jokes in there that the grown-ups are going to get. This is, a, this is a, just a, a film for, for grown-ups. Well, I mean... That kids can get. Kid, kids yeah. should enjoy it, too. <laughs> yeah. And the, the key is to never talk down to kids, because uh-huh. kids are way smarter than we give them credit That's for. That's the great mm-hmm. secret. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's a great secret. I mean, honestly, Mr. Rogers knew that. Like, he, the way he spoke yeah. to children about issues, like, <laughs> so many people think kids can't handle it. They can. Do you want to know what, what a, I think what a very tangible... Speaking about Mr. Rogers, also one of the tangible... Uh, um, Proof uh, or, or, or proving elements to that is in the original Star Wars trilogy, kids mm-hmm. loved it, but it right. didn't. It didn't. It wasn't going at kids. Kids are going to love not. this. Then in the next trilogy, they introduced yeah. Anakin going after the kids, and it bombed. Kids mm-hmm. don't want that. They no, don't want to yeah. be talked down to in that way. I wanted to ask you. You went to the there is that facility in California, which is basically the right. conduit for all. Internet activity in North America. Yep. Is it right. on, on the West Coast? Yeah. yeah. It's on Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. Boulevard. It's called One Wilshire. Big 20 story, you know, building. And everything that is happening on the Internet in North America, it's on the that, West Coast. That's, there. The West, that's a conduit yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. What was that like, and how did you get clearance to get in there? We snuck or, or in. Just, <laughs> we, we just, wow. Yeah, Ocean's, Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Yeah, time. Went right in. It was great. great. Wow. Rich got shot. <laughs> yeah. You got wow. right oh here. my god. Right here. We'll do thing for research. You got shot. Yeah, just right through. Yeah. I'm lucky. You, I'm did, lucky. Did anyone make a call? Or just, <laughs> yes. 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 Our, our development people uh, uh, facilitate our research, and and that was it. Is it's just and a, our healing. What is it? A 22 story building with hundreds and hundreds of server boxes and and cables that go under the ocean up Santa Monica Boulevard over to Wilshire and and is plugged into this building and it's like Siri lives there and YouTube lives there and oh, Netflix. There's know. one in New York City. Do you get that impression when you're there or is it just oh, a cold? Oh, no, yeah. it, it, okay. Like the guy who was showing us around was like, see this rack of servers? This is Thailand. You know, wow. if you were to pull this out, it's like Thailand is no longer attached to the west coast of course wow. like the signal will just go so, around the world to the east like, coast and it'll wow. be a nanosecond longer. yeah it'll take a little bit longer but, <laughs> but yeah. still so that's like a military target then. You know, yeah, they man. said like if if there's a big earthquake in la that uh one wilshire gets you know support very quickly, yeah. you know. Well, so. then they just shut the shut the building off and reboot it. Right. Yeah. 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 Jiggle the mouse. Yeah, jiggle the mouse, man. Yeah. But was that's got to be one. No, it was crazy. It, is crazy. it yeah. was crazy. And just packed with yeah. servers. Do they keep know. it ice cold in there? Oh, yeah. yeah. They cannot put one more server in there. Otherwise, the thing is going to burst into flames. Like, yeah. the building will. 
Wow. It, it gets so hot in there. But I, I it be... really inspired us to the look of yeah. this internet city that, okay. that we built for for the movie. And both of you guys have some uh, voice roles in this. You did in Wreck-It <laughs> yeah. Ralph as well. Now, wait a minute. So, Rich, you're, you're, you were a Zangief. Reluctantly. Yeah. Zangief? The, the From worst... Street Fighter? Yes. Why reluctantly? I do, oh, I love I do, that. I do, I do the worst Russian accent. It doesn't matter. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. You know. I am not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are Zangief. Yeah. No, you I am not, that, man. No. I try. I try <laughs> to do. Zangief. I try to uh, to honor the great Zangief. Uh, you know. Who is the zombie? Who is the uh, the the zombie when they're oh, in the Ra- Raymond Percy? Yeah, okay. guy named Raymond Percy. He he's also Gene. Utopia. Okay, yeah. is he? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, he's yeah, great. He's yeah. great. He's, he's just a one of our storyboard artists. You know, yeah. obviously, you go to to you have major actors, and we talk about Gal Gadot and all that stuff in the, in the roles. But there 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 are countless other voice actors that do phenomenal work as well yeah. that we may never know their names. Oh, but I, man. I well, assume you have sort of a troop that you go Oh, absolutely. Right? We have John DiMaggio, Maurice LaMarche, uh, Alan Tudyk has been in all of our he's films. Great, he's great, man. He's amazing. Uh, he's the secret weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's our good luck charm. You yeah. Know, he's, he's becoming that yeah. Mel Blanc type of oh, yeah. character. Yeah. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. do anything. That's awesome. So, yeah. And, Phil, you're a uh, surge protector? That is accurate. She was based loosely on uh, a security guard at Disney who takes his job very, very oh, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, what you're going to want to do is go ahead and make a safe U-turn before you exit the lot. So I kind of put that guy and little John Wayne and kind of sort of a... It's turned into a Patrick Warburton For, kind yeah. of oh, thing. Yeah. I'm not a sure where bit. that I love, though, the, as the extra added make us safe as if your inclination right. would, be, would be reckless. A reckless yeah. Don't yeah. make a reckless yeah. U-turn. Right. A safe one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where does that? I usually close man. my eyes. You'd be right. amazed yeah. how many people take a reckless U-turn <laughs> at Disney. Yes. That's your first reaction. Sure. But I know those. And, those and, you, and the people who employ them love them because they're exactly what they want. And the people who interact right. with them are always like, what? what? But Rich and I love sort of, uh, I don't know, oddballs. But, like, yeah, yeah. I genuinely like, fill my life just with, I with, love with, you, Jerry. with slightly <laughs> People. <laughs> Those people help build characters, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely. It's just fun to hang out with. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I think I think you guys, your your time timing with this movie is great, and that's got to be difficult in your in your line of work. I mean, one of the the, the movies that was being screamed for for a god awful long time was The Incredibles, and eventually yes. they caved and came out with it, and finally mm-hmm. had success, right. but. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have to do a little temperature taking before you go, okay, now's the time to release this, or is it, we just got to get this done now, you know? Um, not, not really. I okay. think that it was always just kind of, it was slated for, for this time. And, okay. Well, um, you're that many it, years off, I guess. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of, it's like the Exxon Valdez there. Come on, guys. We started on this, like I wrote the first draft of the script in 2014, and then both of us went to work on Zootopia for a year and a half. So yeah. we took some time away from this mm-hmm. and then returned to it post-Utopia with sort of fresh eyes, you know, yeah. so okay. it maybe took a little longer because there was that minor movie in between the two that took a little time away. Boxes yeah. and bunnies. And <laughs> sloths. Just a cartoon. In the, in the movie-making process for something like uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, when, when does the voice acting wrap up? How long ago did they actually leave the studio and How did they come the back? Thing? We, we pushed it pretty Real hard deep. to the end. Okay. Um, if you like stay we, through the end credits of this movie, and they're very long, there is a button at the very end that John that C. Riley It's worth sitting through all those names. Probably only like three months ago, yeah. like very recently. It, wow. It was done very quickly. 
you know, at the at the very end. So, so l- let me ask you guys, because yeah. John C. Riley, I think it was on Good Morning America yesterday. Um, uh, let's let's yeah, he was break dancing. <laughs> yeah. And the, the question came up great. about Step Brothers, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's oh. supposedly there might be something in the works for a sequel. Are you Step Brothers fans? Oh, you Step Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, and uh, we're, we actually have a, a good relationship with uh, Adam McKay, and yeah. we're trying to work on something here with a special screening and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, that the do do are there movies that you sort of carry in your mental bag of inspirations when you go in to do one of these? Is is there, you know, you know what's, what's a little warm up viewing that you might do prior to working on something? It, I didn't realize until this one was done that I said to Phil, like, you know what, this is like the closest we'll ever get to making an animated Marx Brothers movie because, <sighs> like, I I loved the Marx Brothers so did as a I. kid, yeah, you know, and. Um, and they're still. If you were to oh, sit if you down watch them, they're still, they're still they, hilarious. Every yeah. every so often, it's like I want to watch duck soup. You know, it's like my favorite. Of <laughs> duck theirs. soup, horse feathers. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and this, I think this is the closest we'll ever get to something as as wild as like those movies. You know, yeah. those writers, some of the writers for the Marx Brothers and and Laurel and Hardy, they went on and they they were writers as well for the the uh, the Looney Tunes. Oh, oh really? Yeah. They were writing. I mean, you had mm-hmm. people writing for Laurel and that Hardy who were writing Bugs Bunny cartoons and, and writing Crazy. stuff. Wow, that's wow. amazing. You had you had just an incredible wealth of talent. No so, wonder I uh, like those you, cartoons. <laughs> you guys are carrying on their tradition. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. I'm looking at uh, at both you guys uh, IMDb, and sometimes they're accurate and sometimes they aren't but uh i i don't see anything else going on as of now so is it uh you're just gonna well we'd like to announce our gonna... retirement yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's all right here you know well done go out yeah. on a high note we are yeah. going out on a high note sick of drawing you know? <laughs> bye guys <laughs> right here right wow, here he's gone no. he's gone but <laughs> it happened this morning on the press <laughs> yeah. the same show very strange very strange <laughs> i would like to see a, a zootopia too uh Tutopia, Tutopia, too fast. Tutopia, Zootopia, Zootopia. I like Tutopia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. all right. Much uh, if you're taking requests, I'd like to see. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> done. Consider it done. Just uh, yeah, just take five years. Yeah. 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 years yeah. And, and a commitment it, uh, beyond all human reason. Go quick. They yeah. are, are easy. These right, movies well. do take so long. And I, in the middle of this one, had spine surgery a year and a half ago. Right. Like I forgot. Because my left arm stopped working, and I had this horribly herniated <laughs> oh disc, so I literally bled for this movie. Oh my god! And, and so I just I haven't had time to I think forgot about, about yes, that. Wasn't that fun? It was, yeah, it was for spine. Good front. Yeah, my they went in through my past my esophagus through the front of the neck, removed this disc, and put in a fake one. So oh. I have a porcelain and farbin fiber. I don't believe it. I, I think I'm that a little you robot. just wanted to take uh, some time off and made up an excuse. I didn't and take time you know off, what? Rich. I didn't. You Don't were actually it. trying to become a surge protector. That's, that's, that's right. right. That's the right. actor that you are. Yeah. By the way, I, I the... don't want to hear your bitching because Rich got shot. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's that's true. True. Right in here, oh, came whatever, out the back. That hurt. Speaking of Zootopia, to put in a Breaking Bad joke in the middle of a quote-unquote kids movie, I don't know whose idea that was, but it just it played so well. And I'm I saw it in the theaters, and I. I lost it. I was laughing so hard because all of a sudden Aaron Paul and, and um, uh, uh, Brian Cranston are in it. Yes. Jesse and Walter. Yes. Yes. Walter. It was so good. There well, no, we make these movies for everyone, movie even too. Breaking Bad fans. Yes. Really? In I Slaughter bet. Race, you may find one. Okay. As, as artists, though, is it uh, 
uh, is it difficult when you make something so successful and, and you obviously you want to just move on maybe to the next project and people are like, no, we want you to make a second one of the first one that you made or is it, it's all well, gravy? Is it, is it complimentary or is it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's gotta you be. You know, and it's, and we love those characters, yeah. you know, and, and the people who play them and the artists who animate them, you yeah. know, so it's like, it's like a family reunion. It's like, it's like. Getting the band back together. It's so, so cool. So, yeah. uh, you know, mentioning that scene uh, in Zootopia, I didn't think about this. Obviously, you're dealing with the Internet. So this you, this is a uh, fertile ground for Easter eggs. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you guys had fun putting some things in there. Oh, man. There, there are, are a lot in, really in this one. Yeah. We have people at the studio. An animator came up to me. He's like, Rich, um, I didn't tell you, but I put, like, Three other Easter eggs. In my scene. <laughs> I'm gonna let you find them. Oh, and I'm, like, uh, I'm like, they're okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, I'm not gonna be surprised mm-hmm. when I find them. It's like, yeah. no, 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 they're cool. They're cool. But well, yeah, there's some the, that you don't want to know. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put two girls in a cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's so gonna be an That's answer. okay. Yeah, right? that's okay. yeah. I thought it'd be funny. I'm a fan of Pornhub, and I thought that'd be fun if we visited. We have to ask that for everybody. By people uh, like legitimately asking, it's like, what do you think? <laughs> like, really? It's a is porn, right. porn oh, like, yes. represented in and like, Ralph Rex the Internet? The European press has <laughs> consistently gone to that question. Like, come on. Oh, well, I mean, I know you guys are progressive. Uh, yeah. but... <laughs> well, that would make news. Ralph Breaks the Internet includes uh, p- Pornhub. <laughs> certainly. But, Not the headliner well, publicist would like no, to do it. <laughs> there's, just, there's just a wealth of material. And, and, you know, that's, yep. and the fact that you take it on, um, uh, much to your obvious <laughs> pain at a certain point, uh, is, is is great. So, uh, the, again, so you have this. I know you have other things that we just asked a question about in the right. work since these things do move along. What can we expect and when can we expect it next from you? Because you didn't quite nail down anything specific. I don't have an answer. I really don't. I haven't thought about what's next. So this because we always perceive that it's like a conveyor belt, and they have you working on. No, no, no. no, We we will take. I will probably take honestly six months off because just go enjoy your spine. It's been. It's been. (laughs) Enjoy that new spine. (laughs) Between the first Ralph Zootopia and this, there's been very little time, and I have little kids, six and eight year olds. So honest to God, I have no idea what I'm doing next. You don't want to create a therapy situation where their daddy was never there. No, too late. Those usually go to a legal it's situation. Late. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. well, enjoy the time. Uh, you know, you're, you're ramping up to it, and I'm sure it's going to oh, be huge. I'm, be I'm dying to see it. So it's Ralph Breaks the Internet. I want to thank you guys for coming by oh, here. Thanks nice for having me. Nice to see you again, Rich. Nice to meet you, Phil. Nice thanks to meet you guys. Here. Thanks yeah, so much. Rich yeah. Phil Ralph Breaks the Internet. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Introducing the Black Kitchen Podcast, an audio series about modern black cuisine. My name is Adrian Miller. I'm a culinary historian and soul food scholar. Over six episodes, I'll be digging into the stories of six black restaurateurs. Join us while we chop it up about everything from their triumphs to their setbacks and their menus. You'll smile, you might even cry, and you'll definitely learn a little something. Find the Black Kitchen Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.